Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Yeah. Two brothers bringing thinking on a second level. Woo. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. The best two hours out of every week. Yeah. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. need. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy and Matt makes me sick. TRPE, TRPE, go. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, yeah. they know. The realest podcast ever. Woo. Woo. The realest podcast ever. Jim, for me. Oh, man. Oh, man. Realest podcast ever. I don't know what episode number this is. I just know it's uh, second. 106. Is it? No. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw Taylor's face. I'm like, hey, That's not it. Uh, it's probably like 104 or some old shit like that. The... the Kev was 100. The Chicks was 101. Yeah. 104. 104. Okay. Yeah. 104. Uh, second episode of the official quarantine. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, C. Diddy. <laughs> I'm Matt Makes Me Sick. Chad, yep. Chad is on gloves. Uh, listen, man. <laughs> I had a little health scare yesterday. Yeah. Thought I thought I was getting a little down, a little something. I'm wearing the I'm I'm wearing the gloves now. Fuck that. The current the funniest part about like people with the gloves and the mask and all that shit is like they're doing shit to just counter <laughs> counterproductive the gloves and the I mask. I saw a chick take she was taking her trash at the dumpster. She had the mask on. She lifted up the mask to smoke the cigarette. Yeah, and then pulled the mask back down. I'm just like saying it's just like you need to just go ahead and chill somewhere. The uh I guess we're still alive. I guess the world hasn't ended yet. Yeah, I mean, I was watching, uh, I don't know if you caught it, uh, Governor Cuomo was doing like a presser. Governor Cuomo, was, he, he's funny. I fuck with him. I do too. I you ever watch him. him and his brother go at it on CNN? No. Nah. You know his brother is Chris Cuomo. Really? The host of the joint, yeah. Cuomo <laughs> on fire or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. So they, every, you know, because he's the governor of New York and New York is like going through shit. They look just alike. Just Andrew is older or whatever. Yeah. But they'll get on CNN and literally just start like, they'll start off like, okay, what are we doing for New York? How is it going to happen? What's going to happen with the federal funding? Da, 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 da. And then one of them would just be like, did you call mom? Man, mom ain't called me. And they'll just, <laughs> yeah, they, am I lying, Taylor? They will dead ass just start bugging with each other. They had a full fight 
on the joint last week about who was the, the mom's favorite. This is in the middle of the crisis. Like, who was the favorite son? <laughs> this crazy shit. They are silly as shit. But yeah, I like Como, though. Yeah, so he had a uh, he had a presser this morning, and he was just basically, it was like a full presentation or whatever mm-hmm. um, with the state of New York, and then obviously broadcasting on CNN and just talking about, you know, everything that's like going on in New York specific, New York Tri-State specifically, but then also like the world at large. And basically like, you know, him saying like at the present rate we're going, they're predicting 93,000 deaths from the coronavirus, 16,000 in New York. So he's like, listen, for all of you people out there that are in Kansas or Missouri or whatever, and you think that this is like some New York only shit, this graphic tells me something different. This is our collective problem. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that think we're going to get back to to normal, we're not. We're going to have to accept some form of a new normal, which I've been saying for fucking weeks. And um, it's just one of them situations where, you know, everybody kind of got to got to wake the fuck up and do their part to try to get through this shit. I honestly feel like for everybody I talk to, everybody I know, you, me, Ra and Dot. Shout out Dot. We might be the only four people who are like realistic about this shit. Oh, like, yeah. Motherfuckers really think it's like, oh, yeah, a couple weeks. Be, and I, I like I, I literally said the other day, I'm like. December, and that's being nice. Yeah. That's me being nice because you got to understand. For for as drastic as these measures are, the fact that you done pulled back and scaled back everything, and you talking about Toronto done said June thirtieth. You know, school districts all across the country are clipping school for the year. Like yeah. motherfucker straight are having graduations. The Leah Core Center has beds all over the floor. Like. Temple, none of that shit is happening at graduation Holy this year. Shit. Ross said they got the email from Penn, and Penn was like, yeah, they doing that shit over a stream. Yeah. Like, they're going to do the graduation over a stream. So all of these yeah. things uh, that have come Motherfuckers going to be walking around with T-shirts. I paid 300000 for education, and all I got was this banner shot. Yo, real shit. <laughs> so it's like all of these drastic things that we doing as far as, like, societal measures. Do y'all think that when July 1st comes, they just going to be like, oh, fuck it. It's open. <laughs> Go ahead, nigga. Get it. Like, no. Nah. Hey, y'all think Welcome America is happening on the parkway so, this year? So it's like all of these places where people gather socially, restaurants, uh, bowling alleys, theaters, all that, it's going to be gradual. It's going to be limited seating in restaurants. Yeah. I was literally, the gyms, that's going to probably be the last thing. Because not yeah. only do you have to worry about social interaction, you got to worry about bodily fluids getting... All of that shit is done. They, Governor Cuomo said they had to. They they've made a decision to shut down all of the playgrounds because motherfuckers was still out there playing basketball. I literally rode through our wreck today. I posted in my story. They took the rims down. It's like it was. I I had to like finagle in, like coming <laughs> through the trail because they they padlocked everything. Like it's one way in and one way out, and they took all the rims out. I literally saw the other day motherfuckers was taking like plywood on both sides of the rim and putting a screw through it. Like. Because I, I watched motherfuckers the other day behind my depot. It's Hooping. Four, five on five. <laughs> that shit looked like the Fat Five of Christian Leitner and them out there. Niggas was hooping. And motherfuckers was waiting the ball. Like, they had winners and shit. I'm just like, why are y'all out here? Because they don't fucking get it. The poppy store on 29th in York the other night had about 40 motherfuckers standing in front of it. The, my whole shift. I start at five. I get done at one. The last trip up, the only reason it was kind of calm there was because it was a shooting on 29th and Lehigh. And I'm just like... Yeah, I, I fucking drove past Sid Booker's the other night. It was 19 people <laughs> yeah, out there. just chilling. It was 30 little dirty young niggas at Broad and Lindley in and out of the poppy store right there on the corner. And I'm just like, none of this makes sense. The other night, we can get into it. The other night, fucking, uh, it was a memorial, a house party, a memorial for somebody's birthday, somebody that died's oh, okay. birthday. 
five people end up getting shot. Two teen girls and a toddler end up getting shot because a nigga decided, I'm shooting this motherfucking crib up. Hmm? Number one, you're not even supposed to be together. You're the not shooting, even supposed to be the shooting part is like, you know, it's it's Philly. This is just what y'all right. do. All right. But number one, you're not even supposed why to be are you, together. Why are y'all gathered <laughs> for the shooting is the right. crazy Why did part. y'all gather here in order to be able to get shot? Right. Two, why did y'all invite little man man that y'all know he shoots shit up? It's ridiculous. I, I honestly, to myself, I was like, damn, with the quarantine, everything being closed, that means, because we were on a, a record-setting pace this year as far yeah. as murders. And I was like, yeah, so that means the, the murder shit, I, I literally looked at it, it was like 79 murders so far this year. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that shit's definitely going to chill out now. I got back on there like six days later. Was a, It was at 88. I got a fuck that was 10 people get killed in the last week. And Gilly uh, made a video, but Gilly just like, during the quarantine... Like, you're only supposed to go out to get the essentials, and y'all clapping niggas going to get toilet paper and, and milk. It's just like, yeah, dog, like, we're we're ridiculous. Yeah, I was on Belmont and Gerard the other day. One of them little small blocks over there, I drove past, and it was like two cop cars blocking the block. It's two cops out the car putting up the caution tape. I'm like, yo, this is on Friday night. I'm like, yo, how the fuck <laughs> are y'all causing so much damage during a fucking quarantine. Like, yeah. you're not even supposed to be outside. That shit is and crazy. And not only are y'all outside, y'all just being menaces. Like, <laughs> this shit is crazy, yo. Yeah, man. So it's like, I, I personally, I said the other day, I'm like, we, I personally feel like 2020 is done. That's me. I don't want to go that far. I do. For me, it was always June 1st. Like, once, the, once they took the measure to shut the country down, I just knew, I'm like, all right, you can't let niggas get Memorial Day off. Like, that's just dead. Like, mm-hmm. all of the, I'm going to Cancun and all that. You can't let niggas get Memorial Day off. Barbecues, all that nonsense. Like, so you got to throw that out the motherfucking window. So for me, I was like, all right. It basically took China four months or so to fully get through everything. But here's the, the crazy part. With China taking four months, they had a lockdown. Like, wasn't like nobody outside clapping yeah, nobody, yeah. wasn't Sid Booker's wasn't rolling. <laughs> yeah, like, all of that shit has to yeah. cease in order for you to have three or four months. And that's literally where, like, I was talking about it yesterday. Trump and them botched this shit so bad. Like, they fucked up just historically terrible yeah. to where once it hit, now you're relying on the individual governments from each state, Pennsylvania, New York, California. Like, think about it. You got... The state of Georgia done issued a uh, mandatory ending of the school year. But yeah. Pennsylvania was still going, Philadelphia was still going to school. Governor Wolf, who's the governor of Pennsylvania, shuts down media, Gloucester County, Chester County, Delaware County. Philadelphia is still going. It's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? You have to step in and be like, no. All Toronto, yo, we done till June, July 1st. Right. We'll holla. Drake straight. Tory Lane straight, <laughs> we ain't on that bullshit. We chill until July 1st. Because it's like, it don't make sense. You shut down the liquor stores in PA, but the liquor stores in Jersey and Delaware, now it's motherfuckers 50 deep in the line. This is counterproductive yeah. to what the fuck we show. It's, it's just stupid all the way around where motherfuckers haven't, as leading officials, the president, then the governor, so all these people haven't been like, all right, look, we fucked up. We lost the spring. We fucked up. The spring is yeah. gone. March, April, May is done. How can we save the summer? That's where the fuck the focus is supposed to be now. July, August, September. Because if you don't focus on that, we're going to look up on June 18th, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, 30 more days. 
And, yeah. that's, and and folks is just gonna start getting sick of it to where they like, man, fuck this. I'm going to fucking king. I don't give a fuck if I got yeah. to drive. Like, People gonna start revolting after a while. Right, and that's where we're gonna be at. You're gonna have cookouts where motherfuckers is dying from bullets and Rona, and it, it, this yeah. shit is just it's it's gonna look the whole, stupid. The whole thing to me is is just like like you said, Trump botched this shit as bad as it could be botched. Like to be armed with all of this knowledge and to literally treat it like, oh, that's just some Chinese shit. Then right. Iran gets infected. Oh, that's just some Iran. China shit then Italy blows the fuck up but it's just some Italian Iranian Chinese shit and then it's like <laughs> well what about well, well Eastern Europe Western Europe like Australia like all of these fucking places and they like ah oh, it'll be a while before it gets here all because you just wanted the focus to stay on the fucking elections in Super Tuesday right like that's that was the only yeah. motivation for them to suppress the information and then it's like all them people start getting sick in fucking Washington State. Then all the people start catching it in fucking California. Mm. Then New York. And then it's like, once it gets to New York and California, you it's over at How that point. Is. Nothing you can do. It's over at that point because those are the two epicenters for fucking business in the United States. So right. it's like, so if motherfuckers got it there, that means that the people traveling in and out of those places are going to get the shit. Like San Fran was one of the first joints to shut its shit down. And you know, all of that is like the tech capitals now exactly. there in Seattle so it's just like yeah like once you had Washington as fucked up as it was San Fran on ice and now New York is just they about to start dumping bodies in the Hudson like mm -hmm. New York is just fucked up right now Trump tried to this is how crazy Trump is Trump went on national television and told niggas Easter <laughs> Seven the days later, brothers, Dr. Falsey, whatever his name is, was looking like, yeah, oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> told hey, niggas buddy. Easter, Yo. and then came back seven days later and was like, yeah, no, nah, we're going to add 30 more days to this shit. Yeah. I didn't under... Motherfuckers, you know niggas called me yo. talking about yo. You see Trump? He just said Easter. I said, are you fucking crazy? Niggas is because motherfuckers is hurting. Motherfuckers is really trying to get back today. And that's something I want to go into after. We can do that in a little bit. That like my y'all weird for the week, but like people are fucked up because wasn't nobody preparing for this shit. Wasn't nobody ready for this dumb ass shit. So <laughs> on one hand, you got the business aspect of it, like. Bro, we got to open the economy up. Like, yeah. they talking about the unemployment rate might hit 40%. Bro, 3.3 million filed for unemployment as of a couple days ago. No, they said one day it was 375,000 people applied. That's crazy. Like, a day. And they said right now it's no wait for it. Like, you apply for it, that you shit just is, like, it. is just, it's just popping. Crazy as shit. One of my homegirls was telling me how uh, her job straight, like, clipped half her salary and was like, yeah, file for unemployment. That's crazy. Like, no, there's nothing we could do. Look at this shit with the NBA. You know what I'm saying? They like, yeah, we straight taking one percent off everybody check. Like you see the shit the Sixers did. Yeah. They tried to fucking tell everybody yeah. that all the staff, front office, twenty percent reduction. People lost their right. shit. They like, yo, this is a multi. You're a multi billion dollar organization. You want your front office staff. Your coaching staff and your people that make shit go for you to take a twenty percent pay reduction because you're losing fucking. Probably not even 20% of the fucking season Are you crazy? This shit is wild But it's like Yo These motherfuckers make a lot of money Off of that That Opening them arenas Them, them yeah. fucking concessions the, the merchandise All that shit the, Bro The biggest shit that I learned Throughout this whole shit Is that Whether motherfuckers Was making billions Millions Thousands or hundreds 
Everybody was blowing through their brain. Yo, you you had a per- nobody wasn't tucking shit. You had a perfect tweet the other day where you was like, I think it was you. You was like, um, it's crazy because they want people who live check to check to have six months of savings together, but you got corporations who are literally worth millions are folding in two weeks. Yeah. Bookit.com, literally, you go on their website. Over. <laughs> the Secretary of Treasury is on the website like, yeah, uh, all this shit is shut down and um, ain't no refunds getting issued. Um, go to your bank and dispute the charges. Like, <laughs> shit is fucked yeah. up. And it's like, though, when you got real live businesses going under, you, you can't turn to somebody who makes $16, 17 an hour and expect, and expect them to have, them have four months of salary saved. You're right. It's, it's just, just ridiculous. It, it's insane. Like, look at it. Let's look at it like this. The airlines literally said, it, without bailout money, we won't make it to May. May, yeah. And even with the bailout money, we're still... Shit's still a little murky, right? We still are cutting flights 80, 70 to 80% in April and 90% in May. Right. Even with the bailout money, right? They've eliminated. They've flatly eliminated certain positions with these airlines. Real talk. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. It's over. It's it's ridiculous, yo. And it's just wild because I was looking at a thing the other day about uh, um, them shutting down like businesses and shit like that. And I'm like, it's crazy because there's still businesses that are operating like under the scope, like under the the radar shit. Yeah. And when it comes time, they're gonna file for those grants, file for those loans, get all that money. It's just. It's it's a tangled web we we yeah. weave in America, and I, I was uh, talking to I think I was talking to you and Rod. It was either you and Rod or Rod and Jewel, one of y'all. But I went and bought. I was looking for some weights the other day because mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, the gyms just it was me and Rod. Yeah, it was you and Rod. The gyms just aren't opening, and I'm like, I don't have any weights in the house. So I found this Bowflex. Uh, it's called the Bowflex Five Five Two. It's like interchangeable. Like you can put it in, change the weight, so you don't gotta have a bunch of dumbbells and shit around. Yeah. I'm like, damn, this shit is perfect. It's three hundred dollars. It's a fucking genius. It's sold out everywhere. So I'm just like, damn. Like I mean, like, everywhere. So I'm like, well, let me see if somebody got one on eBay. Bro, you go on eBay, the prices for these Jones, $1,100, $1,200, $1,400, $1,600. And I'm just like, the greed in America is insanity, yo. It, it, the greed is really, really going to fuck us up because that's where Trump and them are at, where it's like, who cares if they die? Just let's get this shit back, <laughs> exactly. back popping. <laughs> The lieutenant governor for Texas straight came on a joint. He's like, I'm 70 years old. I got six grandchildren. I understand that I'm at risk being, you know, 70 years old, being an older person. Us shutting down the economy, though, it's like almost ass backwards. And he was like, if it means me and all my fellow senior citizens passing away so that my grandchildren can have a better life, then so be it. I'm like, these people are nuts. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Shit, I'm looking at Worldstar. Trump just said 100 to 200K dead is a good job. Crazy or short. Like, at this point, we're basically mitigating our losses. Like, we know we fucked up. So at this point, if we can, if only 100 to 200 people die, that's good. In Italy, they straight, like, the doctors are basically picking and choosing who lives. Like, they got one ventilator, and it's 10 of y'all. Like, whoever, like, like I, robot. Like, you got the best chance at survival, you get the ventilator. Damn. Like, all right, who got their car paid off? No, all right, you out. <laughs> who got uh, their car paid off? Yeah, real shit. Like, that's how <laughs> bad this shit. Like, who in here could get back to, like, living a straight, stress-free life? Right. You, you young, you in shape, you got uh, 11,000 followers on the ground. All right, <laughs> give her the ventilator. Like, that's really how this shit is looking out here. And it's like America... They, that with the whole that's where they was at with the whole flatten the curve shit like 
do we want to go South Korea or do we want to go Italy? Because if we go Italy in America, it's going to be terrible, like yeah. way worse than Italy. At least in Italy, they were able to shut down everything. You saw that's where all the shit motherfuckers yeah. on their balconies. Are. But in America, you can't shut down everything. You would literally need to borrow troops from Yugoslavia and Bulgaria. Every, it, who the fuck going to go to 29th at, at Hollywood <laughs> Street and get them to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just no way you could shut it all down completely. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't have a home. I'm not even exaggerating. No, like no bullshit. People live in, like, you live in a house. You have, like, things. <laughs> I live in a house. I have things. Yeah. People legitimately are out. I told you a nigga was on the bus the other day. I got to in the line. I'm like, yo, in the line. He's like, oh, no. Nah. I'm riding around. Riding around with you, big dog. Riding around with you, chick. Yeah, motherfuckers don't have nowhere no, to go. Nowhere to go. So it's just like, yo, you can't even, you almost can't quarantine them nowhere. You got to quarantine them to the corner. Like, yeah. the, the beer joint in front of it, because that's where they fucking be at. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's. I personally think we haven't seen the worst of it. I don't think that hit. No, them. with that, uh, remember the thing that Ross sent us in the group chat, the venture capitalist um, conference or whatever, mm-hmm. and they was predicting like the trends for this shit. And they were saying that it's not going to peak until late April or early May. I, that's what I was going to say. Like where we're at now is we're just starting to get mass testing. Yeah. But with that being said, every day. Somebody at my depot has the shit. One of the bat filling clerks and shit. And they was like alerting everybody who came in contact with him or whatever, whatever. And who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Look, somebody over here got it. Somebody over there is getting tested for it. Somebody over here got it. Somebody's on Instagram talking about they got it. They wife got it. They boyfriend got it. My cousin got it. He, he in the hospital right now. Dog, literally, I, one, of, one of the guys I went to high school with, his dad checked me the other day. Pop was straight last week. Found out he had it on, I think it was like Wednesday. Found out he had it. Saturday, ended up in the hospital on a ventilator. Uh, Monday, they was like, yeah, he ain't make it. Damn. Less than a week. And it's just like... Yeah, my cousin my cousin has it. He's in the hospital right now. Um he initially called his family doctor and they were like, Well, they're giving him misinformation. They're not gonna test they told him that they're not gonna test you without if you don't have a fever. And I'm like, cuz you got every other symptom. The fact that you don't have a fever shouldn't even be of consequence at this point. Right. You got every other symptom. You got crazy body pain. This this why, do, why is this person calling me? They know I'm recording the show. They got you got crazy body pain. You got a cough. You got chest pain. All of this shit. Just go get checked out. He go gets checked out. They initially tell him he has pneumonia. They don't tell him he has COVID. He leaves. He he t- follows the treatment pattern that they give him for the pneumonia. That doesn't work. He goes back to the hospital. Oh yeah, you got this shit. Come with us. Yeah. So now he's admitted to the hospital. If I go for a COVID test and they get, tell me I got pneumonia, nigga, I got COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, what the fuck are we talking about at that point? That's just crazy as shit. But it, it's wild looking at just the trends of, like, the way people are acting, where this shit is going, because everybody's worried about getting back outside. That's all I keep saying. Damn, man, when they're going to open up side back out, I'm wearing this when they open side. <laughs> I'm wearing this when they open up uh, open outside. We're the first place we going when they open up. And it's just like, yo... Just sit down and shut the fuck up. Like, it, 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 it's nothing you can do at this point. Like, people are legitimately dropping from this shit. Yeah. Remember, remember, remember a week ago, it was, I don't know nobody with this shit. Who, who knows somebody with it now? And I said it the other day at my job. I'm like, 
The same way niggas treat gun violence is the way they treat anything like this. Until it hits their doorstep, it's not an issue. Exactly. It's not a problem. It's nothing to think about. It doesn't exist. Y'all full of shit. Y'all bullshit. And it's like, then your, your little cousin get his head blown off. Now it's, oh, we need to do something. You know, pass the car. What you doing? It, it just, it, it, it's, it's just nonsense, man. So it's like, I don't know. Like, it's bad. It's very bad. It's, it's going to end terribly. It's very bad. And um, like I said, man, <laughs> Matt is saying, y'all, 2020 is canceled. I'm a little more optimistic. Just I want to be optimistic, but I, 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 I'm i talking about normal life. Normal life is over. I'm talking about sporting events, movies. The, the, the fucking, They're talking about quarantining the NBA players to the Bahamas. And playing a fucking— and playing the, Honestly, yo, raw about three weeks ago, he, he it was brilliant. Rob was like, what they need to do is— Fully check out the MGM Grand in Vegas. Yeah. Um, make, clean and inspect it, all that shit. Nothing in there. Okay. Test every NBA player, coaches, referees, uh, TV announcers, all the necessary people. Put them all in the MGM arena. They could stay in there. They could eat there. Nobody comes in. Nobody goes out. Yeah. You can go straight from the hotel to the arena, have the fucking playoffs, do your shit in the arena, and the broadcasting would be insane because everybody's going to watch that shit. Y'all can make a gazillion fucking dollars yeah. on fucking ads and every fucking thing else, and it would actually be an interesting way to finish out the NBA season. Now they talking about the whole quarantining everybody to the Bahamas. I'm like, Rob was on that shit a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually a brilliant idea the way he broke it down because it makes sense. It's yeah. a way to salvage the year right. and not just completely throw it the fuck all right. away because the owners want to get paid. The players want to get paid. And, I'm and sure we need a definitive answer to the fucking season. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like we're baseball where the season didn't even fucking start right. yet. Like, we were on a crash course for LeBron and Giannis ending up in the finals. Yes. With, like, and, and I Wanted to see the shit. Yeah, I need to. We need to fucking know what's going on here. Like, we need a resolution to this shit. Yeah. So it's it's. I just really just look at like normal life. Like, the the movie companies are releasing straight to home movies. Bro, like if, fucking, if, if Avengers the, was coming out right now, that shit would be legitimately just straight. The new on your fucking TV. Vin Diesel movie, Bloodshot, is on my fucking on demand. Yeah, like, real <laughs> like, shit. Nineteen ninety nine, two day rental. Theaters probably aren't coming back after this. Say it again. I said I don't think theaters are coming back after right. this. Right. Yeah. Like, once, once you get a new movie in your house, it's done. You can't go back. Right. We've been we've been literally asking for this for five years. Like I get the new <laughs> movies at home. Now y'all want me to come back and buy nineteen dollar popcorn? This is no, stupid. Just charge me the dub. Right. <laughs> just charge me the dub. Exactly. I'm gonna have all my friends come over and just watch this shit on the side. So it's inch. like all of that box office opening weekends. All that shit is a wrap. Sports is a wrap for a while. Uh, all of the the runs, the the five Ks, the ten Ks, all that shit is a wrap. All of the festivals, festivals is a wrap. I, like, think about how much money the festivals brought into oh. music the last ten years. And Uzi now got a it's thirty over. million dollar deal straight <laughs> on the strength of his festival uh, uh, energy, like his yeah. his festival appearances. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's crazy as fuck when you really think about it. Like, and I, that's my joint. When I talk about the year is chalked, I'm talking about not them being like, all right, yeah, the threat of the COVID ain't a serious, it ain't level red no more. I'm yeah. talking about, yeah, I'm about to go to KOP. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Yo, I'm about to go to this weekend concert. Like, like, the weekend got the number one album in the country. Prior to that, Uzi had the number one album in the country for three weeks. These niggas can't tour. No. 
That's a you know how much of a vital component of their income touring is. It's for some of them. It's everything. It's everything. The weekend got seventy six million from Live Nation for two legs of his tour. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you just I just can't get that money no more. Like what? Yeah. You got motherfuckers out here literally doing fifty, hundred. 200. This motherfucker's doing three and four and five. Drake, they said Drake and the, uh, who was he just on tour with? They broke the joint. Migos. Migos. The, they said their joint was doing two million a night. Like. For 50 something days. Crazy as shit. <laughs> they did a hundred mil on that tour. Yeah. Like, and you, you just, you, that's just no. Just a no. Drake was doing. Drake did Philly twice. He did New York seven times. He did Cali nine. Nine times. Like it's over. Over. Like two mil each night, and we here for the next four or five nights. It's crazy as shit when you really think about it. That's wild. Yeah, like and it just you you can't no concerts. Um, what else was I talking about the other day? I can't remember. Oh, uh, amusement parks, all of that. That shit is just no. Like normal everyday life. I don't think we do it this year at all. Yeah, and that's what Governor Cuomo said. He said I literally was saying the other day, I, I was about to post to I'm like, yo, what's y'all, uh, what's y'all goals for 2021? You know what I'm saying? You know what mine's is? Paying down the Comcast bill from 2020. We <laughs> <laughs> calling every month. Yeah, I, I still COVID. I ain't got it again. <laughs> Dog. I called, my, I called the pay the other day. They was like, in lieu of the COVID-19 crisis, we will not be cutting off service. I, cl- all right. Bill could be nine thousand next year. Right. Exactly. Dragging on a you gonna, you gonna need to take out a line of credit to pay Kyle. Oh, this shit gonna be bad. But it's like even them, all of these companies losing all this money. You got people getting laid off and mass fucking records. It just how do we get back to a normal you know what I'm saying? Like and the craziest part is like uh Kev said it the other day, lawyer Kev, shout out him. He was like, so basically, um, the only way to get through this is that uh, you got to have 67 streams of income. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like crazy because that's really the way people act on these yeah. social, especially Twitter. Everybody's rich. Everybody's a business mogul. Damn, y'all, y'all, y'all fucked up already. Y'all ain't got eight months worth of savings. And it's just like, bro, like. Diddy be suing niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the fuck is you talking about? Like, this shit real. Puff ain't had a cut in, in a month and a half. Yo, somebody posted a joke. I don't know if it was fecal. I don't, somebody this morning was like, um, damn, man, look at Puff. See what happens when you lose your young bitch. <laughs> God, stop laughing. Like, yo, Puff do look crazy as shit right now. But it's the truth. It's like, barbers ain't making the money they making. Hairstylists. Yeah. Like, people... Having money tucked away for a raining, a rainy, like realistically, I work, I have a savings account. If my car ain't good, cause that that's new. I'm trying to think. Uh, if, for example, when I broke my hand, when I broke my hand, I'm out of work. I'm not gonna get paid every week right. while the workers count. Remember, I told you that shit takes yeah. like a month. So I have savings. We have savings. It ain't no big deal. Can still pay bills. Can still eat. That's money for a rainy a rainy day. Right. But you know, eventually, shit's gonna get fixed. If you need to buy a new washer or a new dryer or refrigerator goes or your transmission goes in your car yeah. or you know the the chimney collapses on your house and yeah. you don't have the roof insurance, whatever. That's not part of your insurance. You got money for a rainy day to handle whatever situation comes. Your child gets sick. You got to take off from work so you don't get paid for that day. Whatever. 
No one, and I do mean no, I mean Mark Zuckerberg and Joe Bezos, Jeff Bezos, no one prepares. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the economy to shut down. It's just indefinitely. Impo- it's just impossible. Yeah. It's just really impossible. All these people who have like real careers and real jobs, they're applying for un- unemployment. They ain't just like, oh, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Just hit me when y'all ready, you know, for me to come back. Like, yeah. that's not realistic. So people on these social sites, like, oh, damn, y'all ain't got it together. That's why Kev was like, so what you telling me is I got to be a lawyer, a basketball coach, a podcaster, <laughs> work at Wendy's. I got to do all these different <laughs> fucking things just to make sure I always got some income. And it's, it's just not realistic. People are nuts. People are really, really dumb as shit. And yeah. you see just how dumb people are during these these times. You know, like LLC Twitter and what's the other one? Uh... Um, Rock Nation brunch Twitter and all, <laughs> all these different people they're lunatics Rock Nation brunch they're Twitter. lunatics you know what I mean so I think coming out of this I think that <laughs> way more people are going to use their time off from their first job to work another job I think that that's going to be part of the new norm motherfuckers going to be working I two three four five jobs mm-hmm. like whereas it's like yo you got a job you making 80k a year you're good. You should be good. Nah, motherfucker nah. gonna be flipping burgers at Wendy's, whatever the fuck. Right. They ain't turning down no paper. Shit gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's wild. I saw uh, the other day, one of my um, homies I went to school with, shit, I, he um, he works for a private practice as a uh, physical therapist. Okay. And, you know, that's what he does. Like, he works, he, nice little job and shit, you know what I'm saying? He always posts pictures and shit. I'm driving the, the 48, coming up around Easter State Penitentiary. Like, I make the left yeah. on to, what is that? Off of 22nd, on to Fairmount, and then a quick right on to Aspen. As I turn on Aspen, I see the front load garbage truck. He flipping the, the joint off the joint. I'm like, the hell is you doing? He's like, hey, picked up some, some hours with my homie. I'm like, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. Streets got to eat. He's got to eat, dog. Get to it. And it's just like, yeah, like people are, are, are really, really just insensitive and just stupid as shit. And I was saying it like to have you know, income during this joint is like a blessing because there's so many people that are just... They just have nothing. Like, I, you, somebody I know, she's a, a nurse and her husband is... I forgot what the fuck he does. But both of their situations are, like, shut down. You know what I'm saying? Because she worked for a private practice and I forgot what the fuck he does. But they both just out of way. And granted, like, again, you got money tucked away for a rainy day probably. And re- but you, when they, like... All right, yeah, shut down for two weeks, two more weeks, two more weeks. You know what? We're going to chalk it till June. You know, we're going to chalk it till September. It's just like. What the fuck? In the, in the words of what moves that uh, niggas want to position themselves to make other moves. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. This shit is bad, man. The uh, You want to talk about everything going on on Instagram? Yeah, for sure. Um, Y'all have ruined IG Live. IG Live, <laughs> I honestly feel like they were going to step in and take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, over the last couple of days, it, it really, really, really just got besides itself. I um, I thought I had saw it all, honestly. I, yeah. I thought I had saw everything. And then I saw the nigga snort Molly <laughs> out, of, out of a bitch asshole. Oh, the boy on the boy wretch page. She yeah. was like, I see, said, I need to see her, her asshole, yeah. the Molly, and it going up your nose. <laughs> I thought I had seen everything. <laughs> and I saw that. And I was just like... 
they gotta end this shit, man. <laughs> they they gotta they gotta um they gotta end it. I, I'm I'm IG lived out. Like honestly, listen. You go on IG at any given time. The whole, the whole, the whole your the whole, whole Instagram. There's no stories. <laughs> your it's, whole Instagram is, is, live. Whole, is live right now. Like, and the crazy part is, you go on some of these lives. It'd be three viewers. Yeah, it's like <laughs> y'all having a y'all having town. a conference call. Like, hang this shit up and get on the phone. Like, <laughs> like you do know they have group FaceTime now. Y'all could just get on the phone. All right, so I want to talk about some of the some of the better IG lives. Let's start with the 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 the, the good, and then we can end with the terrible. All right, Club Lil being the terrible, we know that. <laughs> uh, DJ D Nice set it off with his Instagram live. Yeah. Um, well-known DJ, Boogie Down Production. It's crazy how many people really don't know who he is. Or where he came where from. Where he came from, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, D-Nice is a hip-hop staple. Yeah, he's like a legend, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Came out of Boogie Down Productions, um, used to rap, realized he kind of stunk, yeah. switched over to DJ and production, and he's, you know, he's from that era, the Jazzy Jeffs, the Cool Hercs, all those Red Alerts, all those, like, he, he was around for all of that. So he decided, all right, I'm going to do Club Quarantine, like, you know what right. I'm saying? In fact, no, Club Quarantine was Tory Lanez. He started, what was the fuck, what was his name? Name, name a DJ nice shit, what the fuck it was. But he started going live DJing, and it was impressive because he would DJ for hours. Yeah, like nine hours. I mean, like hours. <laughs> and he would change the hat every hour or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. So just that, it, it started out, you know, he got to 9,000 viewers and 14,000 and yeah. 22,000 and 30,000. And this one particular day, we all just happened I don't even know how I turned it on, but I turned it on and it was like I was seeing everybody I know from Philly in that joint. Yeah. And then it was like the celebrities that were rolling in wasn't your normal run of the, like right. it wasn't right. the the ha Davises and all like it wasn't <laughs> them. It was like Will Smith, Gabrielle Union, uh Drake was on there. Um I'm trying to think. Queen Latifah, like the like like LL Cool, like heavyweight started, yeah. and then it went so left as to where Oprah, Michelle Obama, Joe Biden, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> was like Joe Biden comment. I'm like, fuck is Joe Biden's joke? Fuck is crazy Joe doing? And like here. four comments later, it was Bernie Sanders. Like, what's poppin'? <laughs> I was like, yeah, these motherfuckers is crazy, and the shit blew, and it went all the way up to a hundred thousand, hundred and thirteen thousand, and then he played. Uh, all I do is win, and the shit just dropped off. <laughs> went back down to like ninety something. I was like, yeah, all I do is win. Is like, it, it's a great record, but it's just it's time a great to, bad record. It's just time to hang that one up. The next day, he came right back, and it went up to one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, like they think like capped out like one fifty five, one six, almost one sixty, and. I was like, all right, this is dope. And then the next day he came right back and was DJing. And I'm just like, all right, bro need to like, <laughs> bro need to, you know, get his electrolytes together, get a Gatorade or something. Cause it's like, you know, you, you going for nine hours every day. That's just, it's, it's burnout. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and that's, and, and like we see every DJ, Every DJ. Every DJ. Like, Rob might be the only one who was just like, nah, I'm going to chill. Let them cook. Uh, niggas is putting up schedules. Straight up <laughs> dropping schedules. Yeah, 9.30, I'm going to start with some R&B. About 10 o'clock, I hit old school. Like, that shit is crazy. Every DJ on the planet is, is following that pattern. Right. And I'm not knocking it, but it's just like, again, this is why I'm, I, I'm IG-lived. 
out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was a great look, great joint, was fun as shit, you know, whatever, whatever. So then, uh, on the more ridiculous side of IG Live, motherfuckers started having like twerk contests. And uh, yeah. what's the boy from New York? Oh, uh, uh, Justin LeBoy. No, no, the Husky. Big Fendi. Big Fendi, there you go. Justin LeBoy is from New York, too. Okay. So he had his Jones. His shit was better than Fendi's shit. Okay. Fendi's got, like, bottom of the barrel holes on his shit. Justin LeBoy's shit was was major. He had fucking, he had Shaq on his shit one night. Okay. <laughs> and, and then with us here in Philly, we, Lil started the Club Lil shit. Yeah. The one night when the, the, the chick had the pit bulls and the little dogs. <laughs> and, yo, listen. That might be the greatest laugh I got because Lil's hilarious and Lil don't realize just how funny he Yo, is. Lil funny as He's shit. He's funny man. as shit. The chick had the pit bull on the couch and he and she like drugged the pit bull to the cage and she came back and it was like more little dogs. <laughs> <laughs> she started twerking and Lil, Lil was like, "Oh, you want some Doctor Doolittle?" <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. My favorite Lil moment was, "I don't like the hat, chocolate." <laughs> Chocolate, I, I like the ass, but I don't like the head, chocolate. And the screen, because I wasn't constantly on it, but the <laughs> screenshots and the video, it was a chick on there in a ski mask. I saw that the joint. Pink ski mask. Yeah, I saw the pink dog. That was crazy as shit. And it was, Yo, that chick made like $4,600 that day. Yeah, and, and, and that's the crazy part. I, I personally think that shit is dope. Like, because the strippers and the dancers, they can't. Can't, they can't strip or dance. You just can't. That's another one. I didn't even think about that. That's not popping until 2021. Gyrating on strangers? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not popping until next year. So it's like they can't make the normal joints that, yeah. they, that they make. So getting on a, a live feed and twerking in your bedroom, it's... Social distancing. Yeah. It sounds crazy. The bitch is following the rules. <laughs> right. Social distancing. Nobody within six feet. Um, sanitizing, at, hopefully, after all. You know what I'm saying? It's like the bitch is following the rules, and you can make some money. Yeah. I think it's a fucking dope situation. Now, of course, Philly takes everything and goes <laughs> way the fuck left. You know what I'm saying? But um, I really like the chick from Chicago. That She was like brown skin. Almost had a little... Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Meg the Stallion in her. They, she was like, I'm from 64, not 63rd. Oh, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. like, she was. It was, and uh, Apple Watts was on there from yeah, Love & Hip Hop. That. Meek ended up on the joint. Yeah. Yo Gotti was in. I'm just like, this is, <laughs> boredom is hitting everybody, boy. The, Meek, um, Meek actually got on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Meek was, Meek was like, yeah, I ain't gonna come on the camera, but you know what I'm saying? They, no, I just wanna no. say one thing. They gotta carry. I got, I got a club little job better than all of them. The chick from Miami. 
Oh, the Spanish chick? The Spanish chick from Miami. Yo, she's like being held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid for her, yo. She got on the first time. It was cool. She was there by herself. Yeah. She was twerking, got naked. And Lil being, it was so funny. He's like, damn, your asshole open. You must have just got hit in your asshole. <laughs> she left and she came back on the feed, but she was with a bunch of niggas yeah. now. She was like, yeah, we're going to put on a show, whatever, whatever. And so... She gave a phone to the to the bull. She started twerking the shit on the ground, but the bull, like, he wasn't holding the camera right. right. It was like, hold the camera better, Goofy. <laughs> hold the camera better, Goofy. Hold the camera better, Goofy. I couldn't stop laughing off that shit. So it was fun as shit. And then you had, like, uh... Uh, Tory Lanez, he yeah. blew up with his shit. He had Drake on there. He had there. Drake on there yesterday. They had, broke the live record. They broke the live record. He had Meg Thee Stallion on there twerking the other day. Did you see that? No. He had Meg on there wilding the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, they hit 246,000 with Drake, and then they went up to 300,000. And Tory was like, we're probably going to drop down to 150 when you get off the air, but the, the, good uh, looking. Right before Drake got on, he had a chick come on there twerking, and she had the butt plug in her butt. And yeah. she like lifted over there. And Tory Lanez like, yo, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> IG Live is funny as shit. The um, <laughs> did you see the chick driving the car? Like she was twerking across the floor. Like yeah, she that was, was Apple Watts. That's I'm, I'm saying. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. That was funny as shit. The the, the, I, the booty walk. IG Live this week has just been insanity. It, it's been nonsense. Now, but like I was saying, that, I got kind of sidetracked. I'm not mad at the stripper chicks jumping on there and doing that. The part that's kind of weird is like the regular chicks that do it, and then you like upset. <laughs> it's like. You know you could have. I can't just, believe y'all made me do this. <laughs> it's like, you know you could have just quarantined and watched this. Shit. A lot of lot of regular chicks that have that uh, jumped on Club Lil or some other random page and have lived to regret it yeah. immediately. Yeah, like every like everything though, every things just go left, and you know y'all take the fun out of the shit. It, it was it, they're hilarious. They it was hilarious for the first couple of days. It was definitely funny as shit. The um another thing that's happened on IG Live this week, the battles. Now, yeah, that thing is bothering the hell out of me, too. It's like, Just rip it off. I'm like, is this like some COVID-19? It's a, it's a sticker, like, it looks say? like. <laughs> uh, the battles this week have, I personally think it's, it, 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 you know. Do you, you, you want to see another battle? Well, the one, the one that's tonight, I want to see it. But they changed it. It's Manny versus Scott Storch. Yeah, it was Scott Storch versus T-Pain. That was dumb. I... I <laughs> Manny versus Scott Storch, I want to see. T-Pain made a whole video about it. Smoking hookah, like, Storch, you don't want this smoke. And I, I'm just like, I like you, Payne. <laughs> you about to get cooked. I, I like, I, I like Ted, Teddy Pender is one of my favorite yeah. artists. I like his, just what he brought to the game. His energy was yeah. different. It was creative as shit. But Scott Storch did the piano on still DRE. Yeah, Scott Storch still like, get on there smoking that cigarette and playing the keyboard and... And remaking the beats, you can't go against that, team. All right, so let, let's do this. Let's go through the battles. How about yeah. that? All right. All right, so, so the first one was Swiss and Timbo. Swiss and Timbo. Horrible battle because Swiss was out of sorts. S somebody was like, the Wi-Fi is shitty because Swiss at Chic House. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I 
I could not hold it together. <laughs> like, come on, man. What's she doing? Like, it's Swiss, Swiss literally went from his studio to the living room, and Alicia Keys was like, nigga, you ain't playing that shit here. Get out. Get the fuck out of here. nigga was in the car nigga with a laptop. Had, nigga had to go sit in the bins with a beaver. <laughs> with a laptop. Swiss, like, don't know. Like, I, he didn't have his records organized. He was like, all he niggas start. Timbo got drunk. He started playing shit two, three times. Like, yeah, Timberland was. Uh, he was on wine drunk. Wine drunk is the best drunk. He was yes. wine drunk, and every time the feed would drop, these old niggas couldn't figure out how, how to, to get, get back. And the whole time, Timberland's daughter is sitting right there and wouldn't help the fuck out. This shit was just weird, but uh. Me personally, I, I didn't even think it was like a contest to be had because yeah. I just think Timberland's a way better producer than yeah. Swiss. I've been saying that for years. The battle I would want to see out of those two would be Timberland and Pharrell, Pharrell. Yeah. and Swiss and maybe Lil Jon or some shit like that. But the thing about Swiss is Swiss knows how because Swiss is a DJ number one. And he's a natural shit talker. He knows how to make the fight seem closer than right. what it is. And Even though you getting, he's getting blown out like against Timbaland with these records. It's like he's he's trying to like keep when you up. really look at the production of Swiss's like Swiss beats to me. It's like three four elements. I was going to say beat. four or five. <laughs> like you look at dun 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 dun. But then you look at like World War Three. Dun dun dun. It's like. It, that's the same button. <laughs> like, that's the same button. So it's like, you just held it a little longer. Right, so to me, that's not like as complex as him doing Jigga What, Jigga Who, when it's, dum, 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 you know, and then mm -hmm. is that your chick? Dum, 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 dum. Then one in a million, where it's like, like Timberland's just yeah. fucking insane. So I personally didn't think there was much of a <clears throat> battle to be had with Timberland and Swiss. Swiss made it look like a good fight, but... Yeah, it wasn't really that close. I did get your freak on and sexy back and promiscuous girl <laughs> right. and 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 four page letter and pony and so anxious and jigga what jigga who and, and, and big sex, pimpin' and future sex love sounds and like I, I, I didn't even really think about it to the other day. Timberland did jigga what jigga who dirt off your shoulders. Big pimping. I'm just like, fuck. Fuck with me, you know I got it. Fuck with me, you know. I'm just like, this nigga got so... Jay songs alone, Timberland's yeah. cooking pretty much. The only person that could probably fuck with him is Pharrell, Pharrell. and, and uh, Kanye. Yeah. When it comes to the Jay records. Then the double back around, and it's like, yeah, you look at Swiss, his featured art artist would probably be DMX. You know, all the shit he did for X. Yeah. Uh, uh, not Get At Me, Dog. Uh, what was the joint off of that album? Rough Riders Anthem. Yeah. Uh... Uh, what, was the, what was the journal? And then there was X. What's uh, oh, my What's well, my name? And all party up and all. Yeah. That. But it's like Timberland got Missy, and he did get your freak on and Hot Boy and One Minute Man, and it just then Aaliyah and Swiss then even was, Swiss even like all right, you cheating? Playing Aaliyah, <laughs> you cheating, nigga? And it's just like yeah, because Timberland just twenty five years of yeah. So many, like, he could literally go into an Aaliyah bag, a Justin Timberlake bag, a Jay-Z bag. He can go into his bag. He got crazy-ass yeah. records. So it's like, I personally think Timbo's that, too much for anybody that's not Dre or Pharrell. Yeah. I, yeah. Anybody that's not J Dre or Pharrell. Because him and Kanye he, are just so different. Like, yeah. Kanye with the soul sample, him with that bass. It's like, yeah, nah. It, I, I wouldn't even want to watch that, me personally. Um, 
Okay, we'll go into the next battle. I'll say what I was going to say. Next battle was Boy Wonder versus Hit Boy. I didn't watch it. Um, so you'd have to. I watched about half of it, and I ended up just, I was just getting tired. Like, it just, it was too much. Um, I just figured Boy Wonder was just going to play 30 Drake all records. the Drake records. So I just was like, it just. Yeah, didn't. that's basically what it was. And Hit Boy, but Hit Boy was hitting him with shit like he played fucking one train with ASAP Rocky uh-huh. and Kendrick and Rex in the middle and yeah know, Hit, Boy, Hit got, Boy got some shit Hit and, Boy did sickle move so it's like you know he <laughs> Hit got, Boy did niggas in Paris yeah he got records don't get it fucked yeah, up so he so he, his counters to all of the Drake records was like ooh 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 it was like a it was like a history lesson for a lot right. of people that don't really know that Hit Boy and all the Beyonce records that he did right. too mm-hmm. motherfuckers probably didn't realize um, so it was a it was a, a lot of people picked Boy Wonder to win going into it like on Joe Budden show out of there three fucking hosts and then the rest of the staff it was seven people six of them picked Boy Wonder to win but it was like way closer right. you know in the end or whatever like that um, so that was pretty much that. Um, the next one was a songwriter battle. Okay, with Sean Garrett and the, the Dream. Uh, can we can we really discuss this? <laughs> Sean Garrett needs help. Sean Garrett, I've done a lot of Molly. I I've done some Molly. I've done a lot of Molly. I know when a nigga is off the Molly. When you for no reason. <laughs> The stream ended. They had to get the stream back up. The stream came back up, and Sean Garrett said, "Hey, y'all, y'all keep saying I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm straight. I'm not." If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Or nothing. I'm like, that nigga is on this <laughs> shit. When you just come out of left field with that joint, I'm not even that on. Like, you on this shit. Sean Garrett was embarrassing. Yeah, he was, was he was booted off that Molly. Bad. It was it was embarrassing. His hair, the faces he kept me. He was this close to the camera. It, it just He was licking the camera. It, <laughs> it, it was uncomfortable. And then you you see all these celebrities and Fat Joe, Swiss Beats, all are like, yo, what the fuck? is wrong with you nigga <laughs> sit up straight you bitch ass <laughs> like yo what the fuck is going on man and the dream i really really like the dream's music his music like love versus hate yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know he got songs like falsetto and fancy the 1977 terry is nash i like Drake, dream dream the dream's music is all that. he's one of my favorite musical artists him as a person is annoying as shit because he doesn't turn that shit off like that character that he had yeah. it's like he wakes up puts his chains on and his glasses and his hat and like this is before he brushes his teeth or says good morning to anybody. Like, it's like just such a character. And he doesn't come out of that shit. Even when they did the videos leading into it, like him washing the cars, yeah. he's, just, he's just super annoying. But I love the Dream's writing ability. I love yeah. his music. And I picked the Dream to win. And I, I felt like from the beginning, he just played better records straight through. Yeah. Sean Garrett had a stretch where he was just, yeah, uh, you know, upgrade you. Just it yeah. was just. But it took two hours. And and his, <laughs> I deducted points for, for Sean Garrett acting the way he acted. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of the way I looked at it. it was like, 
Dream was just way more consistent yeah. from beginning to end. Now, at the end, of course, it kind of tailed off because Sean Garrett was playing monster records, and Dream was like, he started playing his songs and like, you Album know, cuts and... Sean Garrett had a weird drum. He was I'm going to play you some new shit. But this was like right after Dream played like... Uh, Irreplaceable, and it was just like, What are you doing? <laughs> and it was his record, right? <laughs> That's weird as shit. The, um, but yeah, I, I, I personally think Dream when it, now, let me ask you this when you do these, are you really scoring them record to record? Because I see people do this and I don't understand it. What I would, would do, it. I guess you kind of have to if it's a. I'm more so just look at it like who played the overall better records for the whole from battle. beginning to end. Who kind of took this? That yeah. that's like who who you know the uh, ascension chart almost. Yeah. Like who went on the right path and who didn't? It was just Sean Garrett did this. <laughs> like three like, records like in. Like MC Brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uchi coochie la la la. Uchi coochie. Sean Garrett put his fingers in a V and put his tongue through it. Maybe three records in and I was just like Shiz could literally play like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> you don't stand a shot right now. This is just goofy at this point. So I, I thought Dream was just the better yeah. straight through from beginning to end. Yeah, he just ran out of records at the end. Yeah. The, but uh, he took their their battle was by far the most ridiculous of the week. Now, the best and most entertaining battle as far as records go was Neo versus Jonte Austin. And I'm going to tell you why, because I watched it. I'm going to tell you why their battle was the best. You know why? Both of these niggas are well-groomed. They both tucked their shirts in, and they both got common fucking sense. <laughs> they went into it knowing we're going to do 20 records apiece. We're not going to be here for four hours like right. Swiss and Just Blaze. <laughs> we're going to get in rooms that's dedicated to our production and our craft, so we're not going to be on YouTube. Sure, Garrett was on fucking YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. This nigga was the dream would get done. You would hear the mouse clicking. Hold up, hold up. I got something for you. Hold up. And you could hear the ads playing in the background. I'm like, sure, Garrett is. Nigga don't even got don't even got YouTube. He don't even got YouTube red. The fuck is wrong with you? Sean Garrett was high I, as I shit. I got YouTube red, and I'm not in the music industry. This nigga, he sold. That's why I'm like, Sean Garrett really on drugs. He sold his hard drive. Because it's like, wow, the, he literally. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did Sean this Garrett shit. Sean Garrett really on drugs. He sold his hard drive. He was pulling shit off YouTube to Dream, play. Dream sold his fucking catalog. Sean Garrett sold his hard drive. Dog, <laughs> I, I can't believe that, man. I, like, that shit was so bad. I forgot all about that. But shit, John T. Smith and, and, and Neo, it was just. Perfectly structured. It was a gentleman's battle. A gentleman's battle. Nobody was on his shit. Nobody was drunk. Nobody was high. It, it, it wasn't 40 motherfuckers over here. Swiss, remember the joint just because he had Busta Rhymes and Cassidy <laughs> yeah. dancing? It was just, all these joints are just goofy as shit. These niggas like, yo, we're going to do 20 records. Ain't nobody going to get on his shit. We're going to salute each other through and through this shit. And let's just have at it. And they put together the battle. I ain't going to hold you. I wasn't really respecting Jonte Smith going into it. Jonte Austin. Jonte Austin. I don't know why the hell I just said Smith. I was more so on a tip like, I know Neo, and I know Neo got joints. I know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I know this for a fact. That nigga wrote just be a man about it. <laughs> I didn't. I never put that shit together. And three Aaliyah bombs. He wrote We Belong Together. <laughs> When when that when Neo played uh Let Me Love You and he was like that was great but I 
And he played that shit up and he toasted with the wine. I was like, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> over now. <laughs> this shit is kind of over. But yeah, that that was definitely the best battle. Best of- battle, hands down. The sound quality was right. Their presentation was right. Like you said, they saluted each other through the whole shit. Nobody was drunk. Nobody was mollied out of their fucking mind. The dream and uh, Sean Gary got to put where it was almost like these niggas were a rumble. That was the way it was coming off. They really dislike each other. The backstory with that is that Sean Garrett was Beyonce's like go-to songwriter for like her singles and shit like that. And he he alleges that the dream went to Jay and like hated him out of the out of position, as opposed to him being mollied out of his mind and probably <laughs> getting on everybody's nerves. So yeah, so they 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 really strongly dislike one another. You know what I'm saying? I could tell. You could really, really feel that mm. that that energy uh, going through their their shit. But um, e- even now, I saw. So that's what I was gonna say. It's it spawned everybody to go into because everybody's bored of shit. Yeah. Oh, what battles do you want to see? And like, I got to where motherfuckers was like, they want to see um. DJ Khaled versus DJ Clue screaming over right. I'm like, all right, yo, fucking the fuck out now. Like, like what? Like boredom has has taken over. Boredom right. has won. So you got um I saw people saying they wanted to see JD versus Puff versus Puff. And Ra made a very good point. Ra was like, well, the thing is, Puff has like an entire team. Yeah. Like JD is like a first solo producer. And Puff has, you know, the hitman. The, yeah, D-Dot, Nasheem uh, Myrick. Stevie uh, J, weird ass. Like, it, it just, it, he got a lot of motherfuckers on his joint. So, Ra was like, it sounds crazy, but I almost would want to see Dr. Dre versus Puff because of their teams of producers. Yeah. Like, you know, the East Coast, West Coast, that shit yeah. would make sense. It would make hella sense. But Dre just, you know, and Ra was saying the other day, Dre hasn't done anything significant in 15 years. And I'm like, well, these are billionaire a couple of times over. like you, well, you know, I mean I'm not trapping every day when I'm a billionaire it's like nothing of significance where Dre's where Dre as a producer hasn't done anything significant but when you hear the mixes no. and the vocal production on these Kendrick albums and shit like that that if, is contribution if, if you to listen I, I was saying it the other day to one in a, in a group chat DNA alone. I got, I got, I got, I got, and just watching the, use it, use it, use it, bitch, your homo's probably like, and you know, I ain't even a crazy Kendrick guy, but the production quality on these joints is like, you know, Drake can still get busy. That's, yeah, you know, for sure. When you listen to uh, LA and shit like that, it just, you know, Drake can still, but he don't gotta knock you over Go the head. Go ahead, knock and, hit and tap the NPC. I got 600 waiting at Apple. <laughs> I don't, you know, so it's just, it's a different Dre. He's yeah. 60, you know what I mean? I so, think he'll always fuck around with music because he he's he's a music guy. <laughs> he loved fucking music, but as far as him tapping beats, it's like, ain't nobody got 250 for a Dre beat. No. You know what I'm saying? So it's for like... For one beat. For one beat. No. Yeah, ain't nobody got that, that, got that money for Dre. So it's like... Yeah, I'm going to fuck around with my artist, right. Kendrick. I'm going to fuck around with his shit. I'm going to mix his shit. And I'm going to do all of the back-end production. And I'm going to be an executive producer. But as far as tapping beat machines... Now, I saw nah. somebody said they'd like to see Mike Will made it versus Metro Boomin. For sure. That would be a, a good joint. You know what I'm saying? If they could keep the drug usage down, <laughs> that shit would be pretty lit. Um, Swiss said he wanted to see Kanye versus Pharrell. Here's my issue with that. What Kanye are we talking about? Because 
if this is, you know, backpack Kanye who really, really like got all his musical sense, I could just see Kanye showing up with his choir and playing a Jesus record, and I would just be upset. Like I don't, I don't want to hear this. Playing all seventeen yeah. songs on Jesus is kid. Right. Uh, I just want to let you guys know I don't make secular music anymore. Yeah. So I didn't bring none of the beans. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. But I personally think Kanye is the second best producer ever. I got him, but right behind Dre. I got him third. Really? Behind who? For real. Oh, wow. Here's my knock with that, and this is what the, the, the joint with, with what uh, Rob was saying the other day. When people mention some of these producers, they completely ignore what it is around them. And it's like, yo, Pharrell is great. I, I got Pharrell, I got the Neptunes at four, but he is part of a group called the Neptunes. Yeah. Like, people just completely throw Chad out the window. Oh, no, but, and, I mean, but his post-Neptunes run... But happy? His, but his Neptune's run, like grinding and all that shit yeah, has but to happy, cause, all cause, that Robin Thick shit, grinding, all that Justin Timberlake grinding, shit. Like, no, I can't even do sure. the beat off here. That like that shit is there. That's one of the best beats ever. For sure. So yeah, like the the, the band from TV and not band from TV, uh the Nori John. Super Thug. Oh, yeah, Super Thug all of them and, joints. Uh, oh no and, and you know, it, yeah. it's just the Neptune but I mean, shit but, but matter. He's, but he still get credit for that. I, yeah, he do. But his post-Neptune's run? Holy shit. You know, he had, I, I was, it was funny because I watched a joint on his production. Now, I guess I just never paid attention to it. But did you ever notice that he has the four-bar opener for all his beats? No. You never paid attention no. to it? And I, like, the, <laughs> the, the, the drop it like it's hot. Doom, 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 snoo. Like all of his beats yeah. have a when they come on the Robin Thicke joint, doom, 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 doom. and, and I, I was like, damn, I never paid attention to that shit. And it made me go look literally every fucking beat he has. That's like his trademark. Yeah. It opens with that four bar drop shit. And I'm like, Pharrell is dope. Like I, I, def, I got him right behind Timbo. I got Dre, Kanye, then a, a little space. Timbo, Pharrell, and then another space, and you're right, and I got Primo. That's my right. guy. But it's just like, I personally think Kanye, outside of Dre, is just, he's done too much. Too much. Like, just way too much. His music alone is just like... What a nigga gonna play against Happy? Kanye? Anybody. Jesus Walks. Happy sold 19 million. Jesus walks on. <laughs> Jesus walks is the reason you got Yeezys on right now. Might be right. I'm just saying. It's like, do you really got Yeezys? On? I really got Yeezys. Yeah, on. you really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, like you, you know, like you know, Kanye legitimately did Jesus walks. He, you know, he legitimately did Gold Digger. You know what I mean? Like he got monster joints. He did stronger. Granted, Tim did the drums, but he did stronger with Daft Punk. You know, like. Kanye is just it, bombs. You know what I'm saying? Just bombs. And me and you have both said it on here. He straight low key saved Jay Z career. Oh, on multiple occasions. So it's like you know, find your love with Drake and and just all these records, man. Like you know, who did uh, Lollipop for Wayne? That wasn't Yay, was it? No, that was uh, what's the name? Static. Static didn't produce. It. I think that was uh, 
think it was T minus. Okay, T minus. Yeah, remember we had a whole T minus thing on here. Yeah, we fucking start talking about all the like T, T- minus only got producers. like ten records, but he got ten of the best records yeah. of all time. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I personally just think Kanye is just the the soul sample, the reemergence of that shit. It just, you know. I, I really wouldn't even want to see Kanye battle nobody. They was like Kanye just blazed, but I'm like, I I don't want to see that. That's just kind of stupid. Yeah, it's for a little redundant. Yeah, I don't want to see that at all. Um, I don't know. You want to talk about battles anymore? No, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of over it. All right, so today you posted because I'm gonna save Tiger King. We'll do that later. <laughs> um, you posted. Well, go. You can talk about all right, it. So too. my man C Gunner, he's a big fan of the show. He hit me every about every episode. This this and that, whatever. He posted a one gotta go. The one gotta go was. I like them one gotta goes. They're fun. My one gotta one of my drones blew up yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm gonna talk about that too. Yeah, way too many people picking us. Way too many. I didn't way know, too many I, people I don't picking us. Like, so he posted one gotta go out of four albums: Blueprint One, The Carter One, TM One Hundred One, Jeezy, and Get Rich or Die Trying. You know what's crazy is I've read that shit all the way wrong. Yeah, the blueprint might not be the one to go. I thought it said the Carter two. No, it's a Carter one. Y'all gonna think I'm crazy because I always get on Jay so much. Blueprint's better than a Carter one. My thing with the blueprint is this. <laughs> you know where I, I say it yeah. all the time. Th- this shit, it's literally like it's mid. It's Jay doing weird pop music, but the thing with Blueprint one is. It spawned a classic time period, and it was like the centerpiece for that time period. Like people don't even look at Stillmatic as like the album to be for that joint because and it's light years better than it the was Blueprint. way better. Stillmatic was way better than fucking Blueprint, but Blueprint dropped on nine eleven. It had the blue vinyl yeah. disc, just everything around it. It's a classic moment, right? It ain't a classic album. If I go back, I might play that before I play Carter One. Nah, my thing with the Carter, I might. my thing with the Carter One is Carter One had I miss my dogs. I miss my dogs. It had uh, Bottom of the Map on there. Bottom of the Map was that shit. Uh, it had uh, Shine with Jazzy Faye. Like it's records on there. Now we don't. It, it wasn't a big commercial success, so we don't know the names of the songs on that album. But I just let that album run. From beginning to end, from the intros, the intro, the outro, the fucking other interludes and all of that shit on there where he's just rapping. Like, the raps on that album alone, I'm not getting rid of that motherfucking album. Here's get, my get Richard Die Trying is a perfect album. Was Get Richard Die Trying on there? Yeah. It was that, Jeezy. That, Jeezy, Carter One, and Blueprint One. People get mad at me when I say this. Get Richard Die Trying, this is a unpopular opinion it might be the best rap album of all time it's perfect it might be it's literally that doggy style or life or death life at the death yeah I, I can't think of three albums that are just perfect from beginning he, to end like that get richard die trying he literally hits on everything everything from a street perspective from a club perspective from dating from he hits on every fucking thing when i think about perfect albums Get Rich is at the top, is, is at or near the top of the list. I literally had a tweet like three years ago where I was like, Get Rich or Die Trying might be the best album ever. And like, motherfuckers was going in. If I see you, I'm going to kill you. And all that <laughs> crazy shit. No, real shit. It's like, get, my, get, get Rich, my thing, Life After Death, Machiavelli, 
Yeah, that's right there. Machiavelli is Machiavelli perfect. is right there. Machiavelli is perfect. This is my thing with Get Rich or Die Trying. I have and I haven't been along for that for that long, but I'm observant. I've been that my whole life. Yes. So I was there when Ready to Die dropped. That was the first album my dad bought me as far as like rap Jones that yeah. I can like really remember. That was ninety fucking three, ninety four. I was I was nine. Yeah. I remember like I wanted it because it was Biggie Smalls. And after that, I fell in love. My my family was always. My dad had a big wreck. You know, old black men. They had eighteen machines. They had right. to cut on before they actually. <laughs> you actually hear music. So my dad had the big record player and all that shit. My mom was always banging music. She had tons of forty fives and all that shit. We music people. So I love music, and I remember getting so just like, like entrenched in rap, like Method Man and Red Man and Wu Tang and Jay Z and DMX and Ja yeah. Rule and all of these dudes. The West Coast Ra. Was our West Coast connect in Penrose? None of us was him and Idris, crazy ass Idris. He used to live across the street. Idris was banging Machiavelli and fucking All Eyes on Me in the middle of that fucking East Coast West Coast, and we thought he was crazy. He was like, Nah, dog. Like the Dog Pound, he was on. That's a classic all album shit. too. Like, dog Food, classic. And Rob was on all album. that shit. Exhibit Forty Days and Forty Nights. Rob was on all that shit. And the Mob Deep and the the. Uh, AZs and all like they was super into that shit. So that's how I got into like AZ, Nas, uh, Mob Deep, Court Mega, all of these motherfuckers. When Get Rich or Die Trying dropped, again, I wasn't necessarily there for Doggy Style and The Chronic. I saw the impact that yeah. they had. Get Rich or Die Trying to me, that album dropped, and I'm talking about every part of our culture was on lock. Yes. In the club was the biggest shit Ever. in the club. I remember where I was. No pun point. intended. Bro, I remember <laughs> where I was the first time I ever heard in the club. I was at fucking Total Sport had opened up a store in D.C. We was in there doing the setup for the store. My man Feek from North. Shout out my man Feek. He listens to the podcast. He was playing a 50 Cent mixtape. And it was like the last song on there was fucking in the club. And I heard that shit. And I was like, yo, play that again? Like, this nigga just played the greatest song I ever heard in my yo, life. Let, like, let me tell fuck? you, in the club was the biggest shit in the club. Many men was the I'm every car that was riding past, it seemed like, was playing many men. 21 questions was the biggest shit for ringtones, the bitches, all of that shit. The radio played Wankster. Every fucking day. And then on the mixtape scene, 50 Cent is the future. The biggest mix. Like, at that time, everything around Get Rich or Die Trying, yeah. it was out of this fucking world. And 50 is not a phenomenal rapper. No. But on Get Rich, he's a phenomenal rapper. He fucked that album around. Like, he had, it's, five, it's not even, he had five rap number ones the on The album, album is so good. You listen through it and you're like... He didn't miss this whole album. You got to listen to it again. Like, am I tripping or this nigga didn't miss the whole album? No, he didn't miss the whole album. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's one of the five best rap albums of all time, bro. And I judge albums like that based off of the fact is when you come back with your second album, how do people view it? And let's be honest, The Massacre had multiple hits. It had two number ones. It sold 1.4 million in a week and ended up selling 7 million copies and people considered it a failure. Yeah. That's Michael Jackson shit. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
when Bad came out, it sold 20 million records. And people like, Mike losing it. <laughs> like, Mike falling off. Because <laughs> like, Thriller sold 50 fucking... That's kind of like... The, think about how crazy that is. The Massacre is in the top... I think top 12 selling records of all time. And, and people a, was like, that joint was, failure. That joint was trash. <laughs> because Give It Your Die trying to sit in at the top of the fucking list. Yeah. It's literally the Slim Shady album and then Get Rich or Die trying. And then the Outcast joint. Like, those are the three, the, uh... Speaker Box Love Speaker Box Love Those are the three best-selling rap albums of all time. And it's just like, Get Rich And I'm talking about even the album cuts. Like, when you see, uh... I get high all the time. And what up, cuz? Patiently waiting. Bloodhound with Young Buck. The fact that Jay-Z was a fucking etched in stone legend and he hopped on the If I Can't Do This remix. That's an album cut. Right. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? He did two verses on that yeah. remix, too. Like, give it to die trying. Don't even play with that. That's yeah. legitimately... I, I'll, I'll argue that to the death. I don't, I don't argue with none of y'all, but... That's one of the best rap Brilliant albums fucking album. ever. Don't even play um, with that. TM 101. It took me a while to, to really to re- appreciate it. Shout out Shiz, my oil Shiz. He, I remember when Jeezy that he when like when Jeezy would come on the track, he would be like, <laughs> Yo, yo. <laughs> I will never forget this shit. <laughs> yo, we went to Atlantic City. Shiz, mind you, Shiz old head, street nigga. You know how that shit go. Yeah. He got cracked down AC. Like, they just, he dropped everything down the motherfucker. So he come to me like, Biggie, that's what they were calling me. Like, Biggie, give me a stack real quick, man. Get back on this table. I give him a stack. He lose that shit. He like, don't worry about it. I got you, man. We get back to Philly and shit. We come back up here. He had a um, he had a navigator, a Lincoln navigator at the time. They was like kind of hot, and I never forget it. He had like it was a regular navigator. Yeah. He had rim, he, it wasn't no rims on it. Like it was just a regular joint. We in front of the rim shop. He pulled up, and he had twenty fours on the navigator. And remember when motherfuckers used to get the twenty four emblem? Yeah. He had that shit on there, and he hopped out with this much money in his hand, <laughs> and he was playing the I'm So Hood remix. Remember that? Yeah. Jeezy had the first verse. He pulled up, and that shit was blasting. He got out and slammed the jaw. I'm so H to the double O-D. So all this goddamn money. <laughs> Yo, he used to get so fucking hyped for Jeezy versus or yeah. anything. And that's how I always, like, remember, G- like, the, 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 those people, like, those niggas, they love. Love. And, and that's what, like. It's so funny now because I asked him like how he felt about Jeezy last record and he was like, It's a sad as day, Biggie. Like Jeezy, Jeezy, I don't think he got it. Sad as day. But they love that nigga. Yeah. Like 101 is a Bible to niggas. Look, 101, whew, that album is just again, you talk about touching on a myriad of of My problem things. during that time period was <laughs> gotta remember I was a super Kanye fan. And I got into Taleb Kweli and Most Def and High yeah. Tech and all of them niggas. And I was really into rapping. T.I., Wheezy. These was down south niggas, but they could rap their ass off. Yeah. Scarface, Bun B, Pimpsey. And Jeezy came along. And I remember just like, I can talk about the game like John Madden. Because I played in the game like John Madden. <laughs> like, this, this ain't it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just his rhyming style just wasn't it. What changed it for me was the joint he did with Puff. Um, with Jody Breeze and them. 
Oh, these yeah, yeah, boys. Yeah. What was the fucking name of that these song? These boys. These them boys. Them boys. When if it taking too long to lock up, bring, bring it, it back. back. Bring it back. Like his ad lib shit was so amazing on that record. And Jeezy, I saw him talking about it. Was like when we went in the studio. You know, niggas was rapping, like, and he like, I ain't no rapper. Yeah. And they had to understand what I was doing. So it was like me doing this, doing that, and they couldn't figure it out. And when he pressed play and played that shit back, Jesus, like, everybody in the studio was just like, oh, damn, no, nah, you got us on that. And it's just like, I remember hearing that and was like, Yo, Jeezy really different. Yeah. Like, and, and that's what it, it became. Like, he became such a, to the point where Kanye was using his ad libs on beats and right. shit like that. You know what I mean? So, for 101, for me, it took me a while to really, really get into it. But now I look back, and one of my favorite records, just like ever in rap life, is the Joan with fucking Trick Daddy and Young Buck. Uh,. I can't even think of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you tell me the fucking first word, I know the whole goddamn song. Uh, Cause I'm thinking about everything I do is for my hood. What the fuck is the name of that record, man? Last of a dying breed. Last of a dying breed. That shit was. I, I played that song so fucking much after I really, really got into it. So I really going back on it. You know, you look at Jay Z hopping on the uh, Go Crazy, Go remix. Crazy remix, and then the fact that he has Soul Survivor, and then the video was so huge for that. Like, you know, it was a moment that you really. Nah. So, yeah. and as much as I love Wayne and we fuck with Wayne, 101 was better than the Carter one. Oh, the, for sure. It's nothing to talk about. The Carter one, it was the prelude. It yeah. was like the 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 beginning. It was of, before he fully figured it out. Right. He was still tinkering and and transitioning from like a dope southern artist to a dope artist period like his dreads weren't touching his shoulder yeah he just right. he was transitioning and then you look at the songs on the carter like uh bring it back and go dj where manny fucked it up wayne rapping was great and he had great line you know she keep asking why is shoot of his plastic and all that but you look at hustler music and money on my mind. Those are just so much better yeah. than the songs on Carter One. So if if looking back on it, I probably would take Carter One off that list if I had to. Do I'm it. getting rid of the Blueprint One. I hate that I, it album. It makes total sense. I hate I that. I understand album. it. I I don't hate it. I really dislike it. But <laughs> I don't hate it. I really dislike yeah, it. I, I, I hate it because you, because it's the it's the Jay Z spin machine where he convinced us that an album was better than it was. Never convinced me. And if you go back, he what the album was done in ten days, right? It sounds I like it. That, yeah. It sounds like it. It sounds like an album that was completed in ten fucking days. Whereas if you hear Machiavelli, that's an album that was completed in a week. It don't sound like it. True. It don't sound like it. That's a perfect fucking album, top to bottom. Even with how how can you manage to make an album with toss it up on there and it still fits within all the other shit that you got going on? When y'all start to Pac ain't a great artist, I, I oh, just Pac, Pac's I, phenomenal I, artist. I exit stage His left. street exploits and all of the other shit that he got to aside. Pac is phenomenal. But here's why I give that shit a pass is because Pac was 24. Y'all got a lot of dumbass cousins and young boys and all this shit that be fucking over here and don't really know what they doing and all of this crazy shit. And Rod literally broke it down like, you know I hate the pimp a butterfly. But the letter, that's what it is. It's a letter to Pac yeah. about the fact that Pac didn't get to go into all these different things. And it's like, you really take a time, like a step back and you realize 
Pac was 22. He was a kid. He was like legitimately, he was in jail with the number one record. He was 22. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, he, he, you know. But yeah, as far as. Uh, it was Pac, all over Pac, the place. Pac has a, a classic album in All Eyes on Me. He has he three. He has a perfect album in Machiavelli. I think Machiavelli's classic. I think I just I, when I say per, I think perfect is above a classic to me. You can have a classic album with have some missteps on there, but as far as a perfect I, meaning like you didn't miss on nothing. Okay. Like you can have a classic album where one of the two songs are like man, like Blueprint. Yeah, but or eight large on Blueprint. <laughs> uh, but if you have a perfect album, meaning it's just right from top to bottom. You know what I'm saying? So like to me, like damn is a classic album, but. Get a uh, good kid, Mad City is a perfect, perfect album. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's different to me. So it's like, and then uh, nothing was the same in Take Care. Exactly. Take, Take Care, Care is perfect. perfect. Nothing, nothing was, was the same, same as, as classic. a classic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, shit, life at the death and ready to die. Yeah, right. It happens. Exactly. It you know what it's, it's it's an elevated level right. of creation or whatever like that. Something that I saw that pissed me off yesterday. Somebody said. Biggie don't have an album better than the Blueprint. Oh, that's different. Who said that? Was I it, don't even. It was just. Was so, it Bleak? <laughs> like, Who said that, bro? I saw. I, that's what started me. Like, yo, I don't want to get into these music debates today. Like, I'm gonna just smoke some yeah. dope instead. Yeah, I stopped <laughs> them drones a while like, ago. Like, yo, that shit hurt me to see. I'm like, you gotta be 17. That that doesn't even make logical Life sense. Life After Death is arguably the the best rap album of all time. Somebody has thirty five songs. One of the guys, he's Philly guy. He used to work with me. He was like, um, people always talk this like Big was crazy and Big was the best rapper ever, and was like, who did Big really out rap though? And I was like, all of them. Jay Z every time. Like, Have you ever heard I I'm, Love I'm, the I'm, Dough? I'm like all of them. He was like, who the fuck is all of them? I'm like, Jadakiss, Styles, DMX. Uh, Anybody that was alive, Method Man, Jay Z, Mace, anybody who was <laughs> yeah, alive at the them. time. And he was like, What did Big outrap Jay on? I'm like, Everything they did together. And he was like, Uh, no, because Jay got him on Brooklyn's Finest. I'm like, You talking about Brooklyn's Finest one or two? He was like, It's the second one. I'm like, It has it to has be. It has to be. Because there's <laughs> no way we're talking about Me and Gutter had two spots, the two for $5 hits, them blue tops, got a gold, Coolio, Nina's Duh. getting two eye. <laughs> if Faye had twins, she probably had two pots. Get it? To like what? Like, like if you hear "I Love the Dough" and you think that Jay Z, Jay Z came on that song and said, "Peep the style and the way the cops sweat us." They number one question is, "Can the feds get us?" I got vendettas and dice games against as as bad as the niggas who pump wheels and drop juddas. Take that with ya, rip ya, back split ya. Fuck fist fights and lame scuffles. A pillowcase to the face, make, make your, your shell muffle. muffle. I'll shoot your daughter and the calf muscle. <laughs> Fuck a tussle, nickel plated, then sprinkle coke, coke on, on the, the floor, floor make and I'll make drug this drug shit drug related. <laughs> Most hated, can't fade it. Like, I was like, it was over there. Like, what? <laughs> What's done? What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking and I, big, you know, I love the dough. He I, even got rocks in the bed and mustache. This nigga uh, rapping about his Jesus piece. Like, the, the, like are the, you the, kidding the, me? The, I love the dough. The, the joint that Chris and everybody else took, Um, they used to say, ew, uh, uh, still toast. So still. Like, it just, it just, Trying know. to see five mil off the single, for real. Like, Y'all ain't phasing the amazing, dog. but your guns raising, mine is blazing. Big pulled the trait and places line out on that joint. Rot and decide and crack crab or lobster. Who like, say mobsters don't, don't prosper? Niggas is actors. Niggas, niggas deserve Oscars. Oscars. What man? Are you? Get the fuck out of that fucking bitch. 
<laughs> you crazy? Tripping, man. Motherfuckers is nuts. And he was a baby. He was 23, 24 20, years. Him and Pac was children making that music, man. Like, come on, man. Don't play, don't ever play with me about no biggie. You crazy? Like, dog, Pac made Dear Mama. He made Holla If You Hear Me. He made Hit Him Up. He made motherfucking Life as a Rada. I mean, Ambitions as a Rada. To Live and Die in L.A. Temptations. This is children making these records. Big made niggas bleed, dog. 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 <laughs> you tripping, yo. Like, motherfuckers really be bugging the fuck Who out. Like, he out we rap? 35, 36. Motherfuckers can't make them records at, at 40. No. They just can't. They just did just big was fucking 24 years old talking about this goes out to cats fingers in their ass again. <laughs> 50, 50 dollar half, half of men, men. daydreaming <laughs> fuck around get wet like semen your, your whole, whole team teaming. like be more gone and freeman like uh, don't play with don't don't you ever no. play with me about biggie dog, don't, not, dog. like that's, straight that's up and a down. different level. I remember when everybody was all crazy, like, yo, I got a story to tell. It might be the best story I ever heard. And I'm listening to Life at the Death, and I got through that, Joe, and I'm like, damn, that is crazy. And then Niggas Bleed came on, <laughs> and I'm like, this might be better than I got a story. Yeah. I'm like, what? Because the story was so, like, deep and intricate to the where it, even the way it ended with yeah. the... They, they range got told so they, they double, double parked park by a hydrant. hydrant. Stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes into, like, when Puff was just working with uh, Pusha T. On uh, one of Pusha's albums, and Pusha was uh, doing. Puff was like executive producing or whatever he was doing with Push, and Push was basically like, you know, writing these real straightforward raps. And Puff was like, Nah, Playboy, that ain't it. Like, if you want to aspire for greatness, like you gotta throw me a motherfucking curveball somewhere here. Like, Big don't write like that. Like, you want to talk this Biggie shit? Big don't write like that. Duh. Like, you, I can see all this shit coming before you write it. Duh. Like. And that'd be my joint a lot of times. Uh, somebody yesterday was like, do you do you like Jay-Z? And I'm like, I like Jigga. Because I thought Jigga was just, he had the, com the, the, the intangibles and the complex diction yeah. that it took to be the king of New York. And for a lot of niggas, I know a lot of y'all niggas don't listen. If you listen to Last Real Nigga Alive by Nas, where he really breaks down how that King of New York shit, the fact that Fat Joe used to own the club, and they like he really right. break down all that shit. And it's like, he even say it on there. Jay couldn't fuck with us. He couldn't fuck with me. He couldn't fuck with Biggie. He could he was like big youngin', and that's where Big saw him being. Right. And but Jigga could really rap and him being that person made a whole lot of sense and if you really listen to the way jay-z used to rap you know 98 primo remix and ain't shit different i don't know what the hell these niggas been sniffing but jigga still dipping chrome on the whipping four days out the week you find me in the kitchen i'm still in the game nigga i'm stuck like glue poppy gave me one pie but, but i cook, cook like two. two i'm a crook like you niggas around my way be buying brand new whips and shit the fuck could i do knowing i'm supposed to stay like jay just had I'm a the hustler's poster child rock lizards and crocodiles like jay just had <laughs> such a vernacular and it was crazy to where you look up and he's just h ova i got my mojo back baby ov it's like this ain't it man <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Cause you so, and that be my joint with like, even when he did Super Ugly, and I talk about Story of Adidon all the time. Y'all niggas better rappers than this. 
You just are. So it's like if you want to be the best rapper and you want to go at motherfuckers and say you the best, show that shit off. Yeah. When Wayne said I'm the best rapper out here, that nigga did show me what you got freestyle. That nigga dropped no ceilings where he did swag surfing and oh oh yeah, let's do it. That nigga and dropped the drought three. Every fucking <laughs> thing. It's like you want to be the best, be the fucking best, but you got to do it. Life after death is a fucking manual. No pun intended. It's a step-by-step <laughs> booklet for you to get your game on track. Yeah. That's what it is. Big did every fucking rap song you could do at the time. The joint for your homies, the joint about the bitches, the joint for the club, the joint where you tell a story, the joint with the R&B nigga on the hook with R. Kelly, the joint with where you rap slow, the joint where you rap fast. When Notorious says he did every single fucking joint yeah. you could do and a night. That nigga took Bone Thugs and Harmony cadence and, and rapped them niggas them. under the table. Don't that shit you can't yeah, play don't, with, don't man. You, don't you never speak crazy about Biggie, man. And that be my joint with a lot of like the rappers. It's like, yeah, you want to be the best and say you the best and all that shit, cool. But it's it's deeper than just putting some words on a paper and right. having a hot line. That shit is cool. You gotta make some shit where it like connect and people go like, say what you want about Lil Wayne and his six dreads and all that shit. A milli gonna ring out forever, <laughs> forever and a day. That shit is going to ring the fuck out. Real Say shit. what you want about DMX. Rough Rider Anthem and What's My Name and fucking Get At Me Dog. Get At Me Dog is such a fucking moment in rap history that it was like, ugh. you know what I mean? It's one of them joints. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Nas, Nas got them. When you talk about New York State of Mind and uh, uh, what was the joint? Uh, made You Look and all of those type joints. It's just, nah. I didn't understand why motherfuckers was so heavy Yo, on Nas. Motherfuckers I, was picking Nas like I couldn't believe it. I look at it like one of those situations where it's like when people be like, who do you like as far as a stand-up comic? And that says a lot about you as a person and how deep you can yeah. think. And <laughs> like, because I, I had an older person ask me, like, who are your favorite stand-up comedians? And I was like, uh, Patrice O'Neill, Paul Mooney, and Chris Rock. And he's like, I feel that. It's like it's deeper than being like Cat Williams and Cedric the Entertainer because it's like, yeah, they're funny. And it's like... Uh, blooper funny, like you know, buffoonery right, almost. Right, right, right. Whereas, like, Paul Mooney can sit on a stool and just say shit, and you crack the fuck up, and then you think about it, like, damn, oh, it ain't bullshit, you know. And it's yeah. like, that's kind of what it is. It's like, Nas don't got those club records, and even I hate it when he tried to do it. He went and got Timbo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hated it, you know, he did the shorty one, Omi for Ice bullshit, and that ain't him, and that's all right, you don't need to be that boy, right. But when Nas get in his bag, like I said, uh, last real nigga, like, rocking at the fever, streets was all mine. It was my version of the blues, dropping out schools. This crack epidemic had rap representing new rules, so I jumped them them shoes. I tried them, I wore them. They wasn't a perfect fit, so I couldn't sport them. Young niggas that ride, I knew all them. Jungle got shot, Will died, we was warring. I wrote it in my album. I was 18 when Lake seen the island. My peeps held me down when my surroundings started changing. I had a baby. I was making my rounds with AZ. Niggas started noticing my flow was open when the golden child closed them in with more style than them older men. Puff tried to start a label. Prince Rakim had formed Wu-Tang. Snoop and Dre had a new thing. Puff drove his new range through Queensbridge projects. It let me drive it before ready to die hit. Big and I blew blunts performing at the arc. Next thing you knew, Big Blue, then all the balling starts. He had Kim and his crew. I found Fox. Only niggas in New York with number one charts. Big was ahead of his time. Him and Raekwon, my niggas. But dig it. They couldn't get along. That's when Ghostface said it on the purple tape. Bad boy biting Nas album cover weight. Big told me they were stealing my slang. But Ray told me out in Shaolin Big would do the same thing. Man, I borrowed from both them niggas. 
niggas. Jigga started to flow like us, but hit with ain't no nigga. I was like, dog, get the fuck. Like, Nas getting that, John. He untouchable. Animal, he untouchable. And niggas just don't be ready for it because it's, 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 you know, Jay started that, oh, you don't understand what he's saying don't mean that he high. And it's like, no, nah, Jay, we understand what he's saying. <laughs> I know the English language, nigga. Yeah. We know what he's saying. And he really fucking you up right now. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's one of them things. I, I get it. Everybody different. Everybody like what they like. But I, I just couldn't understand that. I'm like, Way too many motherfuckers, way too many older niggas who talk about all they rap knowledge and they rap history. And Picking Nas. Picking Nas. And I don't want to live in a world <laughs> where I don't have Illmatic, it was written in Stillmatic. Dog. <laughs> Straight up and down. The fucking scene from Belly where Nas is talking to the young boy and they smoking the weed and he put the chains in yeah. his pocket, that's from Nas' first album. That's from Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a fucking Nas verse that they straight right. illustrated in a movie on a strength. The, the nigga, he, he, he a poet. He just too good at that shit. Right. So it's like, yeah, I didn't understand that, Jonah. No, I saw another one the other day that kind of threw me off. Um, I can't think about it offhand. Hey, damn, I, I, I meant to screenshot it, too. Damn. It'll come to me. Fuck it. It was a one gotta go, but it was like uh, it was mixtapes. It was no seal. Oh, there we go. no ceilings. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Fifty Cent is the future, and Public Enemy, Public Enemy, Enemy of the State by Beans. Well, no ceilings ain't going nowhere. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> Uh, beans ain't going nowhere. I was literally, it would have to be the Empire Strikes Back. It would have to be Empire Strikes Back. And it sucks because the Empire Strikes Back had like the cam takeover freestyle and all. Yeah. it just, that shit was yeah, that, crazy yeah, as but, fuck. But it's just like, those other three tapes, niggas was just so deep in a bag. It's just like. But I literally watched people commenting on it. It was like, oh, get 50 the fuck out of here. And I'm just like, maybe y'all just weren't there. Yeah, y'all just don't understand. When 50 Cent is yeah. the future drop. That was one of the, cra that, that was like the biggest mixtape ever at the time. Because yeah. that was before No Selling. So it was like, yeah, that shit at the time was like, damn. And that goes into what I was saying about 50 really taking over like rap in 03. Yeah, 50 Cent is the future is a perfect mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No ceilings, perfect mixtape. I saw people drum. the other day talking about uh, what is Bean's best song? Fill it in the air. And, I, and what's crazy is I saw so many people say fill it in the air, and it made me like, is fill it in the air Bean's best song? And I, I don't think that's his best display of lyricism, but it's, it's his most vulnerable record, and it kind of shows Bean's in a different light. And it's like, it's, it's to me, that song is in the same vein of like my mom playing tricks on me. Yeah. Like the ghetto boys, and I think he used a line from my my mom playing tricks yeah. on that song. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And and I said know, alone in the four corner room, room staring, staring at him. Yeah. And, and it's like that. It showed a different beans. Yeah, his best lyricism is all of that shit on uh, the truth. I was gonna say like Mac and Brad and all that. Mac type and shit. Brad, it's on with Jay Z. Um, like th those are his best displays of lyricism. Somebody the other day hit me and was like, um, you always be talking about, cause I did it on my story, like beans out rapping Jay Z when I was in the gym or whatever. And he was like, yeah, you always talk about beans out rapping Jay. Like he, he out rapped him on a couple Jones, not many. And I'm like, no, nah, I was like every song. It was like every song. And, and I, and he was like, so you think beans is a better rapper than Jay? I'm like, no, I don't think that. I think Jay Z's light years better than beans yeah. as far as being a rap legend and a juggernaut. What I'm saying is 
if, like, me, if I take a standardized test, I'm probably going to score higher than Mike Tyson. You understand what I'm saying? That's just, just, I, and that ain't talking shit. It's just, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. But if we go to Rumble Niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, Iron Mike, is, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's kind of how I looked at Jay Z and Beans. Jay only put Beans on one song where they was flossing and fucking it up, and that was Do It Again. Yeah. Beans kind of outwrapped him on that, John. Yeah. But what Jay did was put Beans on these, like, deep, soul-searching, you know, uh, remember-the-time-ass records. Yeah, and you ain't going to get dirtier than a dirty South Philly. Like, you just, you're not. Yeah, like. The style was the style was suited. His style was suited to that fight. You Beans and Jay did somehow, some way. Uh, what was the John off of Dynasty? Daddy, uh, where you been? No, uh, the Kanye John with Scarface. Uh, this can't be life. This can't be life. They, they did. Uh, even though what we do is wrong and it's on, and you know, streets is talking and just too many records where Beans was able to just be. Beans, like yeah. gutter ass beans. And second oldest born from Estelle Brown, my mother, hellbound, grew up with two sisters and one brother. Pop wasn't around. So many stories. That's another. So I'm thinking, damn, I'm older sister, sister gonna, gonna make me tough. <laughs> Once he get to that part, it's like, all right. It was just too much letting beans be me. So that's why I always say, like, he kind of outrapped him. I don't necessarily think he's a better rapper. No, he's not a better rapper. But than Jay he at put all. him in perfect Because spots. he has, he, he, Jay can go into too many different bags. Right. Your versatility and your hit making ability is also a part of your status as a rapper. Right. Which is why a lot of niggas can't fuck with Wayne because he get into too many bags. It's the same reason niggas can't fuck with Jay. You get into too many I've bags. I said it before. You can do too much. No one wants to agree with me, and I, I've said it before, and I'm a Wayne fan. T.I. And Ross rapped better than Wayne on We Taking Over. Yeah. Wayne's verse is better than all theirs, though. He controlled it with energy. It's different. And people don't understand that shit. When T.I. started naming all the cities and all, it, it technically, he's rapping better. Yeah. But Wayne hit the track with the, <laughs> I am the beast. Yeah. Feed me rappers or feed me beast. And beats. you forgot it, all just, that cool shit that right. said <laughs> exactly. when he got on that, Joe. And sometimes you out-rap niggas with raps. I saw somebody the other day. This is how I know just people are losing their minds. I saw, because, that. in fact, that's where it started. Remember the John when the boy was like, uh, name a song where Jay-Z got out-rapped? Yeah. That's why I saw, okay. he hit me, because I had made, I posted yeah, yeah, yeah. all the records. And you I was, posted like nine records? I, I posted like 20 <laughs> records. And I, I, I was looking at the joint, and people were saying the joints where Jay-Z got out-rapped. And I'm looking at, like, some of the Jones, and I'm just like, I could see it like somebody said got 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 throwed or get throwed. Remember the uh, the Bun B jump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, damn, Pimp C kind of did out rap everybody on that. But then I'm seeing shit like Big Pimpin', and I'm like, oh, who the fuck? What? Yeah. Hell no. And then a, one of the motherfuckers said, uh, what's the joint with with the locks and beans and all of them and sauce money? Oh, Reservoir Dogs. I'm like, what the fuck no. are y'all talking about? I'm like, Jay right. came on there and left niggas. I'm like, all right, y'all just play it now. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay came on there and left I'm niggas. I'm like, Reservoir Dogs was one of Jay's best verses of his life. What <laughs> the fuck is wrong with y'all? But I said on there, I'm like, uh, 
celebration. I thought Bleak was just amazing on fucking celebration yeah. and shit like that. So it's, it happens, but it's not a consistent thing yeah. outside of the bean shit because he would put beans on those records. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was uh but um can we talk about Tiger King? You won't talk about it because I haven't seen Have it. Have you yet. not watched it? I started watching it and it, I just couldn't get into it. And I, I gotta go back. Crazy. I gotta go back. Did watch. you watch Tiger King, Taylor? Yeah, I hate everybody in it. Oh my god! <laughs> he said he hate everybody. <laughs> the the documentary is it's one of those documentaries where you you really don't know what the. I honestly, when I saw it, Tiger King, I'm like, why is everybody talking about this shit? Yeah, I'm thinking that it's like about. A, a motherfucker who like has a circus or something because you know Tiger King, so it's about this white motherfucker named Joe Exotic from Oklahoma. He's a gay redneck, right? Okay. He's gay. He's a redneck. He owns a private zoo in Oklahoma. Has two hundred and twenty-seven tigers. Right. Every time you think this story is going to like take. A turn to the left, it goes right, like two or three rights. It, this shit is just—it's the most insane shit. And I literally said today, I'm like, the bull Mario, who he, one of the uh, motherfuckers who got a zoo, he was like one of the biggest coke dealers in Miami. This motherfucker got locked up. They cut a, for, a federal informant's head off. He gets locked up, sentenced to a hundred years. He gets out on an appeal, did 12 years, got out on an appeal, still has his zoo, and he's up like $70 million and shit. And he just freely talks about like all the shit he did, you know, them cutting. Because <laughs> I didn't necessarily use the saw to like cut his head off, but I was there. So, you know, technically they, they tried to hit me with that shit. And I'm like, the he's fuck? the most normal motherfucker on the whole documentary. Like, that's how crazy the documentary is. So, long story short, it's a chick, Carol Baskin in Florida. She owns an animal sanctuary, and she's like, all for like stopping them using animals for like okay. profit and all that. But she has a fucking animal sanctuary that she sells tickets to and all this crazy. It's it's just a wild ass documentary. And the shit ends with him. He hires a hitman, a killer. And I'm telling you, you gotta watch this job. And he the hitman, he basically gives the boy the money to go kill him, but the hitman was like yeah, I just chickened out, so I didn't go. And then snitched on him, and he winds up getting life. This shit is crazy <laughs> as all hell, yo. It's the craziest documentary you could watch. I don't see how you didn't watch that I'm shit. I'm gonna watch yet. it today. Dog, I was talking to Kyrie last night. Kyrie was like, no, I'm about to get in this joint. I'm like, dog, it's nuts. It, every time you think the shit can't take a weird turn, it takes two or three weirder turns. Yeah. He winds up losing the zoo to this other motherfucker who was like, he was into a bunch of shit out Vegas, and it, it, it's just, it's insanity, yo. He tried to run for president. <laughs> Am I lying, Taylor? And, and he read for uh, mayor of Oklahoma he, City. He, no, not mayor, governor. He, gov he, gov they, he didn't have enough money to try a presidential campaign, so he decided to run for governor <laughs> of Oklahoma. And you got to see his campaign, John. I'm not wearing a suit, not changing my clothes. I am gay. I'm broke as shit. I got a judgment against some bitch in Florida. <laughs> That's his campaign, John. Dog, he got 19% of the vote in Oklahoma. <laughs> when they went to vote. I was like, yo, this shit is nuts, dog. And it's a true... He in jail now. He got sentenced to 24 years for hiring a hitman, a killer and shit. It's the craziest shit you could ever watch. It's so fun. And it, it almost make you think like they playing. Because you're like, it's no way. He gay, he got two husbands. Turns out neither of the husbands was gay. They was just fucking with him because he was buying them four-wheelers and trucks. 
<laughs> and, and made them meth addicts. And made them meth addicts. They all on crystal meth. <laughs> oh. oh. It's nuts. It's an oh. insane. I, I honestly, the first day I watched it, I watched like the first two episodes. And I'm like, all right, this is this is fake. This is they're like playing around. And then I started reading about it online, and I'm like, oh no, this shit is like real. Wait, like, this is really real. He's really in federal prison, and this is really how he was living. He, the chick Carol Baskin, she don't pay none of her workers because they're all, uh, what's it called when you work for free? Intern. Intern. Not intern. Volunteers. Volunteers. They all volunteer at her park, so she don't pay none of them. He on there snapping the fuck out like. She don't care about her people. Who the fuck you got to park and you not paying your folks? So then they talking to his staff in Oklahoma and they like, how much do you get paid? They like $150 a week. They like $150 a week. He's like, yeah, well, $138 to be exact, you know, taxes and everything. <laughs> and he's like, how do you survive on $138? That's not enough to get food. And he was like, oh, well, Joe brings the Walmart truck. This motherfucker goes to Walmart when they throw out meat and brings it in the <laughs> truck. <laughs> oh, my God, this shit is fucking bonkers, dog. <laughs> Then they got another motherfucker who own a zoo in like South Carolina, the old Doc Antill, and he crazy as shit because he's a polygamist and he got like five wives and this shit, this shit is bonkers, yo. It's a crazy ass watch. And the his one husband left him for a woman that was working the front counter. He started fucking her, got her pregnant. So they broke up. Then the other husband was like, yeah, I ain't really gay either. You know what I'm saying? I like, ain't really gay either. So he wound up killing himself in the office playing around with a gun. He kills himself. So then they had the funeral. The, the boy Joe Exotic gave the, the eulogy at the funeral, and he literally started talking about his balls. And <laughs> <laughs> this shit is insane. I'm telling you. Talk. And then got a new husband two months later. Then got later. a new husband. He had the boy mom posing a picture with the new husband like, yeah, she cool with it. So shit, everybody should be all right with it. And he had a whole new young boy husband literally like 30 days after. the. Uh. It, it's, it's the craziest shit you could watch. I'm telling you it's bonkers like bonkers bonkers and like i said at the end of it uh the boy got the zoo the boy jeff from vegas he got the zoo she still got her shit in florida doc Antle got all fucked up for killing the cats euthanizing the cats or whatever and the boy joe he in jail for 20 years because he hired a hitman to kill her and the shit is just it you it, it almost don't make sense it, you almost feel like it's a joke so goddamn true story. It's the funniest shit. Cause you now you home. So you trying to find shit right. to watch and watch this I, shit. I saw people talking about it and I'm like, why the fuck? Like and I'm t I I I can't I, I almost wanna watch it again because this is that funny. I'm telling you, you literally be in stitches watching the shit, man. It was hilarious. That is definitely the funniest shit. I, I found another good docuseries called uh Dirty Money. Okay. And every episode breaks down. One Jones is about Trump. Another Jones is about Putin. Did did you ever really get into Trump's son-in-law? No. You what's his name, Taylor? Married to uh to Ivanka J.K. That's his uh, Justin Kushner, Jared Kushner. It's Trump's son-in-law. They got an episode on him. This motherfucker is a slumlord, basically. He literally will buy an apartment building, right? Yeah. Try to raise the rent, but he couldn't because of like the rent, rent control. Rent yeah. control. What he would do was basically start construction and doing all kinds of stupid shit to get people to get so fed up that they move, move out. Yeah. And when they move, now he could raise. He was literally raising rents from like eight hundred to four thousand. You know what I'm saying? Craziest shit ever. He was so insane with it. This motherfucker was going. He would buy an apartment building. 
Because they had a chick on there talking about it. She was in the apartment building. She didn't like what was going on with, like, her neighbor or whatever. So she was like, I don't want to live here anymore. I don't feel safe. He's doing too much weird shit. Can I break my lease? They let her break her lease. She had to pay one month, you know, up. Yeah. And they let her, they gave her an agreement, let her break her lease. She moves. Jared Kushner company buys the apartment building. They start going through the joint, basically seeing who left out of their joint over the last couple years. She gets a fucking John in the mail saying she getting sued from JK LLC. And she like, the fuck? Then she figures out it's for breaking her lease. She like, I haven't lived there in two years. This motherfucker took her to court. They garnished all her wages, garnished her bank account. And she almost ended up in jail because he's Trump's son-in-law. So he got attorneys and lawyers that you just can't fuck with. So he goes through all this crazy shit, doing all this slumlord bullshit. You got to see it. He... Buy 666 in Manhattan. It's like a high rise yeah. and shit. Gets all fucked up with the development of the building. Basically had to like backdoor. He went to Russia, China, and somewhere and met with like to all, get the money to get the money he needed to finish that shit. But you know that shit is like illegal, like moving like yeah. that. So he does the shit. Now he's connected to like Putin and Sergey Kushner and fucking <laughs> Sergey Kovalev in fucking Russia. He's connected to somebody in China now on some illegal shit. Motherfucker comes back to U.S. and gets a secret clearance to go on like military bases. And then literally the people are like, how the fuck did he get a security clearance? Because you know I've been through it. The yeah. first two things they ask you is, do you have financial trouble? Do you have allies that would? compromise you being <laughs> but he's Trump's son-in-law yeah. so he gets a fucking joint so all this crazy shit all this wild shit the joint ends this motherfucker gets a 1.8 billion dollar loan from the Freddie Mac to buy that's the federal government right he gets a 1.8 billion dollar loan from Freddie Mac to buy 6,000 apartment properties 6,000 apartments a $1.8 billion loan. The person who signed off on the loan from Freddie Mac is on Donald Trump's board of trustees. <laughs> I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers is crazy, yo. They they operate with impunity. They just do whatever the fuck And they that's want. what the whole dirty money shit is. They show you just the, the Wells Fargo scandal from a couple years ago. Yeah. That, it's, it's a wild ass well, job. Yeah, it's on the Netflix. Tiger King and. But that's really where I'm at. Just find this shit to watch because it's, it's you know, there are no. Did you see. uh? They're airing the Jordan John early? Yeah, April 19th. Yeah, like they literally, ESPN like, all right, we we running out of badminton and every fucking Yo, thing listen, else. My, I, I don't even know if I want to call this a y'all weird or whatever I want to call it. First take has jumped the fucking shark. Oh, that bro. was five years ago. Yo, the last three weeks of first take have been the same five topics with different headlines. What could they talk about? They've been talking about Tom Brady, <laughs> Bill Belichick. How do you think that's going to work? Tom Brady? I mean, they're going to be a playoff team. They were 7-9 and nine with Jameis throwing 30 and 33 interceptions. Jameis was throwing 40 touchdowns. <laughs> so it's like, I think a lot of those close games that they lost become clear wins and their schedule was like bullshit. Like it's nothing like yeah. he's playing. He's nothing. And you know, he's going to have to face what drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater and, uh, who, <laughs> who else is down there? It's the saints, the Falcons and the, uh, uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to have to face fucking one elite quarterback. Who's 90 years old also. And then, Two more man quarterbacks. So I don't think football comes back though. 
No, I definitely don't think football comes back. Like, I just don't see any of this shit. 80,000 person stadiums and shit like that. Like, I don't think any of this shit comes back, like, normally. Not right now, at least. Unless they develop some, like, all-encompassing, like, instant cure to this shit. None of that shit is coming back. I don't think so either. Because it transfers too easily. Right. Motherfuckers are going from being okay to dying in right. five days. Like, scary. Scary as fuck. Yeah. Wild hours. Yeah, man. So, yeah, first take is terrible. Um, you first know, take been terrible. I, I keep watching these clips on fucking ESPN every day because I'm on uh, YouTube every day, rather. I have nothing better to do. And it's it's the same shit every day. I'm like, yo, they got to, like, find something else to talk about, man. Have you gotten into any shows recently? Uh, I, I just finished Ozark season uh, three. I, everybody keeps talking about. It. Is, is it? You never seen Ozark? No. All right, so Ozark. I'm busy watching Tiger King All and right. shit like that. Ozark is on the third season. Ozark is produced and directed and stars one of my favorite actors in the world, Jason Bateman. Okay. Jason Bateman is fucking hilarious. First and foremost, number two, he's a very smart, astute guy when it comes to like creation and all of that shit um in like hollywood entertainment so the ozark basically so is this a funny show or is it serious no it's a serious show but it has funny moments it's a drama okay because jason bateman is like uh that's what makes it so dope because it's like a whole turn for jason bateman like he's what it's was, like a serious he role uh, he was in uh what not why did i get married i was I'm talking about uh the kill your boss joe yeah what was it called oh my god what, what was the name of that movie uh, horrible bosses. Horrible bosses. That was him, right? Yeah. yeah, Jason, yeah. Funny as shit. So, this is like a serious <laughs> role for him. So, the Ozarks is basically about yeah. Jason Bateman and his partner are laundering money for one of the Mexican cartels. Okay. On top of them laundering money, his partner is stealing money, <laughs> like siphoning off money, and the cartel guy gets wind of it and fucking murders him. Murders him. Puts him in a fucking vat of like acid, burns his fucking burns his bones, and we never see the guy again. Jason Bateman pitches so that he doesn't get killed. He pitches him, let me go and 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 I can launder more money for you than ever. I can launder a hundred million a year for you if you let me go and move from Chicago to this community called the Ozarks down in Missouri. It's waterfront property. It's, it's more waterfront property than the whole Gulf of Mexico. This is and this because somebody had given him a brochure for this shit. So really, he was just like, just talking shit. And he ended up, the Mexican guy, the cartel guy was like, all right, cool, I'm going to let you do it. So he moves his whole family down to the fucking Ozarks, and he starts laundering money. He starts buying all of these fucking businesses. So that's season one. So it basically starts with... The transition from his family out of Chicago, his wife's fucking uh, lover, his, his wife was cheating on him as a secret lover. The cartel throw him off the roof of a fucking 70-story building, <clears throat> and it just basically shows him going from being like this city slicker in Chicago to moving down into this hick community in fucking the Ozarks and buying up all of this property and fucking putting injecting money into all of these businesses and all of the shit that comes with that. And then there's like this hillbilly mafia that is controls the drug trade out there and they have a pastor that's selling their drugs for them and all this old crazy shit. So it's like a really 
good ass fucking show. And then they basically get to the point where they're able to invest money in to get a casino. And now they got two casinos and all of this shit. And season three deals with like mental illness because his wife, Wendy Bird, uh, has a brother who's bipolar schizophrenic and he just comes and just fucks their whole lives up to the point where he about to get everybody killed by the cartel. Mm. So it's like a real interesting show. Yeah, we said I said I was gonna start this shit, but I see everybody talking about it. It was just it's a good ass show. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's three seasons, so you. Ain't I'm a docu series person. Okay, like and that, you know, like billions was the last show I was like into, and that yeah. the last season was like, uh, like billions not coming back till May third, right? So it's like I saw it's, it's been a lot of wire talk this week too. I don't know if you've seen any of that. No, uh, I, I just I arbitrarily go back and watch the wire every year anyway. But, I, you know, people home now. So people, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm finally going to watch Game of Thrones. So people watching The Wire, and there's been a lot of Wire shit popping up on my uh, my timeline. And I'm just like, the way I don't want to have rap discussions with niggas, I really <laughs> don't. Because people aren't thinkers. They people are aren't sophisticated enough. To, to really understand, yeah. like, the, the, the defining lines yeah. for a lot of... I literally saw somebody the other day was like, Season two of The Wire was so ass. I, I stopped watching it and just went to season three. And I'm just like, kittens. <laughs> like, Because like, if you didn't watch season two of The Wire, you don't understand the Greeks. You don't exactly. understand Prop Joe's position in Eastside. You don't even understand how Marlo became. Like, niggas don't even realize Marlo became the man in the West Side, not because of the fact that he was killing and shit, all that, but it was because he got the connect. After he took out Prop Joe, but he got the plug from Avon right. out of all people. Remember, fuck them Eastside yeah, yeah, yeah. bitches. He hooked him up with Sergey in the jail. And I'm just like, if you didn't watch season two of The Wire, you don't understand Cheese. You don't understand Monk. You don't understand the docs. You don't understand the Sabakas. You, you just shut up. And I'm just, I was telling Mitch today, I saw somebody was like, yeah, Castoni uh, at Post. Sean Stone, I like him. Stone Marley, he's uh, he. Oh, that's my man. Yeah, yeah. He, he's real, real decent on Twitter. He was his one of the motherfuckers. He was snapping on him like, cause the boy was like, yeah, Slim Charles was one of the best bosses on the show, and it was like Slim, Slim Charles, Charles wasn't a boss. Slim Charles literally said out his own mouth, "I ain't cut out to be no CEO." What the fuck are you talking? Yeah, like? Marlo offered him a seat at the table, and he turned this shit down. I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I'm not discussing the wire. With Who's you. your favorite? I think we talked about this before. Who's your favorite character on the wire? I got three of them. Got three of them. Bunk. I love Bunk. You know, of course. I I I love. I thought the best joint on character on it was Omar, just because of he really played the hell out of that role. And the funniest scene in Wire history was when the with the tie. <laughs> that shit couldn't be fucking beat. But Bunk, Omar, and I know this is an unpopular pick, Lester Friedman. Like he was that. the smartest motherfucker on the entire. He knew every fucking thing, and I I like motherfuckers like that. He was just a cool ass old head that knew every fucking thing. Now, of course, Marlo was decent, Avon was decent, but Bunk, Omar, Lester Freeman for me. My favorite character, and it's it start. It was Avon at first, just because I liked how Avon moved, but Marlo Stanfield is one of the best characters in television history. And to literally go from young hustler and all this to basically being in charge and all of the, like the chess moves and shit that he made. And then even going back to like, you see him at the end where uh, 
he's with the fucking lawyer that Levy that was originally with Avon and all of them and shit. And he's like a businessman and all that. And he like, man, fuck this shit. I need some action. I need to go get stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he go down to the corner and you know what I'm saying, beat the boys up and get stabbed and all shit and lick his blood. And I'm just like, he's just he's just one of them guys that just you know he is street cat through and through. And I uh, like Marlo because. Marlo had one goal in mind. I ain't going like like Drake say. I ain't here for a long time. I'm here for a, a good, good time. time. Yeah, Mar- that was Marlo <laughs> with the streets. When he said, "You know, it's my time," and the old head at the rim shot was like, "Why you want the crown? The graveyard and the jail cell full of pull them up boys that who wore had the, the crown. crown." And Marlo was like, "Point they is, wore they wore it, it. Yeah, but they wore it." And it was like, no, that that was what made that was his his muse. Even when you see season five, and I, I feel like season five was super underrated. But the whole thing with him and uh, Omar, supposed to, you know, yeah. Omar going around tell Marlo ain't man enough. Come down to the streets and come see me. See me, yeah. And then Marlo doesn't know this. And he finds out while they're in the jail cell. And Chris like, yo, you don't need to worry about that. How the, How the fuck, fuck do you, you know? You need to know what I need to worry about, motherfucker. And it's like, he was saying I wasn't man enough coming down the streets. Like, y'all go out there and tell him. Actually, they get back yeah. to me. And like, Marlo was f- genuinely fucked up about that. Yeah. Like, the fuck is y'all niggas doing? Like, And this is, and, and what's so dope about that scene, Chris Partlow, for all intents and purposes, is a serial killer. Right. And he's Cowering with Marlo barking on him because he know I'm whatever I am, but I ain't this. Yeah, I never really thought about that. Yeah, Chris Marlo's a serial killer. Yeah, if nothing else, at least a sociopath. Like, I think. Yeah, if nothing else. And Marlo barking on that boy, he don't got nothing to say because he know it's it's levels to this shit. This is a different animal right here. How the fuck you know what I need to be what I need to be feeling a word about? What's your what what's what's your favorite scene from the wire? Ah, favorite scene from the wire. I don't know if this is my favorite it's scene. It's hard to narrow it down. One of one. my favorite scenes is D'Angelo in the low rises with uh On the couch. On the couch. He said where the bull came and gave him the fake money. He's like, yo, come here. Let me talk to you. Uh the fuck is you doing? Yeah. He's like, what you mean? He was like, he said, like, this look like money to you? This feel like money to you? He was like, well, no, he has. Such, he said, money feel like money. Right. Money be green, motherfucker. <laughs> money be green. That's one. Of, that's one of my favorite scenes. The um, I, I like D'Angelo too. He 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 was an underrated character, but I liked him. D'Angelo a lot. was under was unappreciated. Man. Yeah, I like D'Angelo a lot. D'Angelo took a fall for the family and still got murdered in jail. Right. Um. Yeah, how about it? Stringer was a piece of shit, man. Stringer was fucked Stringer up. was a piece of shit. I like String, but he was a piece of shit. They start fucking the man, girl, and everything. Drawling. <laughs> completely drawling. Um, oh, Brother Muzon is, is, is another one of my favorite I like characters. Muzon. I like Muzon a lot. The um, My favorite scene, definitely the tie. You know, boy, too trifling, throw it off after daytime murder. He had a uh, birdie hot. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. Um, That... When Bunk and Omar sat down at the train station, every man got to have a coat. That was one of the most powerful scenes of the whole show. And then just my my favorite scene on some silly shit was with Cheese, with the ain't no nostalgia to this shit, and, and Slim Charles popping him in the head, and the old head 
What in the fuck you do that for? That was for jokes. This sentimental motherfucker just cost us the nine. Because remember, Cheese had yeah, 900000 yeah, yeah. to get the cut back <laughs> off our law. said, what the fuck you do that for? That shit was hilarious. The, um... I'm trying to think what other scene would I definitely put up there is like one of the better scenes. Uh my favorite scene on some silly shit <laughs> is when Michael came back from Six Flags with the young boys and Monk was like, nice dolphin, nigga. Yeah, that was funny as shit. <laughs> Marlo's first scene with Bodie, I suggest you pack it up with your peoples with the golf club. That was funny as shit. Wire was great, man. It's so many moments. It, it was just so much, man. Like just so much shit. You know, like even, like, down to, like, Presbo, you know, not being a cop and coming back as a teacher yeah. and how they just, you know, put that shit into perspective with the four, the four, season four with the teacher, with the kids. Wires, I, I, I see people compare that to shows, and I just be like, how? No, Wires, number one, it's by just, itself. It's just, yeah, it's just a standalone. And it's a drop-off, and it's Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's up there. Because of the character development yeah. and, the char- and the story arcs fucking... Uh, now that's one the one thing that really made me like The Wire was the fact that they didn't get married to a character ever. No, if you got to go, you got you gotta to go. go. Yeah, and that, but because that, that's the streets, really, <laughs> really, that's the streets. Perfect way to bring the show full circle. Motherfuckers still killing during a quarantine. It's like that shit don't stop. Yeah. So it's like, and I think that's where Avon and all of them, Avon and the Marlows were with like their mental. Because even Avon and Stringer, remember they? It's crazy, but like Avon got Stringer killed, and Stringer was snitching, snitching on him, yeah. and. Stringer wanted to do the whole waterfront property, and Avon, like, I want these towers. Give a fuck about no fucking waterfront. Like, the fuck is you talking about? And that was where Marlo was at. Like, oh, that's another one of my favorite scenes. Avon and, uh, and Stringer, where, where Avon was like, you know what I think? I think you ain't got the heart for this shit no more, yeah. and I think you ain't smart enough for them motherfuckers out there. That was crazy. That was when they was on the roof, right? No, they wasn't on the roof. No, they was in the, in they, the hideaway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy scene. Wire had, yeah, the wire did have a lot and of. And Stringer was like, "What you, what you, what you know about having heart? I, when the last time you dropped the body? He said, he said, I dropped your nephew. That shit, I did what needed to be done for this family. That motherfucker was weak. Definitely did kill. Him. He was I, out I, of pocket. Killed D'Angelo, man. Stringer straight clip Wallace. That was hard too. Wallace was my little. I fucked with Wallace, man. He had fucking uh, Bodie and Poot killing. I'm watching Wire tonight. It's a great fucking show. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Wire is that shit. Uh, we went through a lot. We went through a lot today, man. It's like the second time we've done this with like nothing written down, just going. Yeah. We start we, rapping. We're getting and, good at this. Yeah, we just start rapping and saying all kinds of shit. The uh, it sucks. We had to cancel the live show. It sucks bad. But people, the world is canceled. People still can't believe it. I'm like, how? <laughs> how do you not understand this? I literally had somebody hit me the other day, like, damn, so what y'all moving it back to? And I'm like, gotta wait for the earth to open up, chief. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't really put yeah, it. I was talking to uh talking to the, the the young lady from Punchline and she was basically like we was trying to find an alternate date, and then she was like, do you want to just cancel this all together? Yeah, let's do that. Let's just cancel the whole shit until, like, Earth starts moving. You know what I'm saying? Because my little podcast is probably less important than the rest of the country opening back up. Yeah, and I like people like, damn, like, we get this shit back rolling. We all going to set. I'm like, but I, I assume, like, they open the economy back up. Y'all going to worry about, like, 
you know, food. You know what I'm saying? Shit yeah. you ain't had in a couple months. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd imagine food and water and all that kind of shit, you know, making sure the bills is caught up is going to be, like, top priority and all of that shit. Because while these companies will be like, oh, we ain't hitting you right now for the bill, but when this shit is over... They're going to come looking for their gonna paper. They're going to need that 1400 You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we'll figure that out as time go on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we'll be back. We need to actually start breaking these zones up, I think. Because now that everybody's, like, home and off, I think we should do, like, three a week that are, like, 45 minutes a piece where we have, like, actual topics. That's it's cool. just a, something to be... Yo, you know what I want to do? We need to do, um, you know, speaking of IG Live, we need to do an IG Live podcast. I was going to ask you how you felt Let's about start it. doing some IG Live podcasts on the TRP page. Drop that it. traffic. I think we should get together and do it so that way we can add people in. What you mean? Like, you know, like on IG, I think me and you should be somewhere together and then we going through whatever we going through and then we can add people oh, in yeah, on the yeah, IG yeah, live. No, that makes total sense. So we can just change like the format a little bit and like do a couple yeah, of them I wouldn't week. do it like me and you on, on live. Yeah, yeah no, no, that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, so we'll add people in and, you know, we'll, we'll the, the shit that we normally, you know, the, some of the guests that wouldn't make the podcast, we can, we can talk to them on IG live. So yeah. let's, let's do that in a couple of days. Yeah, I'm with it. I don't, I don't got shit to do. I have nothing going yeah. on. So, uh, we're out. Episode 104, whatever. Four. 104. Four. What was Jeezy's new album that just came out? I don't even know the name of it. Yeah, I forgot the name of it that fast. Yeah, I didn't even listen to it. I, I added it to my queue, but I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, I'm still, I'm just getting to uh, Uzi. Do you love it? I really like it. I really do like it. It took me... Probably about a week, two weeks to really get into it. And then once I did, I just like fell in love with it. I love Eternal Tape. Yeah. Like Uzi, Uzi's got a, he, he's, he's creating his own sound. Exactly. It, it sounds a little bit like, it's like a cross between like almost like Wayne and like, I ain't going to say Meek, but it's like, it's, it's, it's hard to pinpoint. He's, it's not. It's hip hop, but it's something else. Right. Like the chords and the per- musical progressions. It almost and feels shit. like I'm not a human being. Not the first one, but the second one. It almost feels a little bit right. like that. But but better. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, I'm a human being wasn't that great. Yeah. But it's 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 in that vein. Yeah. Hey, you know listen, real quick, I saw that the other day too. I saw a lot of stupid shit this <laughs> You had an argument on is Jay-Z or Lil Wayne more influential? influential. And I saw you you were saying Wayne and people was like going at it, Matt. And I was like, I don't even understand how this is still an argument. Yeah. People are telling me, Mitch told me, brother BF and Kruma told me Wayne is not influential to the streets. And I'm like, that's your fucking problem now. Y'all think that everything revolves around street culture and it don't. The world is so much bigger than street culture in Philadelphia and Chicago and New York and Los Angeles, California. Like I said, so when I look at the game and 7,900 rappers look and sound like Lil Wayne and then I fucking look and half of my young niggas got colorful dreads and wear tight jeans. So like you want to tell me that and they got big ass guns and will shoot you. You want to tell me that Wayne didn't have no influence on the street culture? Are you crazy? Yeah, it's, it's 
I can understand the argument for the because I always said Jay was like he was a trend person. He was a trendsetter. Right. But he was completely full of shit most of the time also. No, this is what I was about <laughs> to say. I don't because you set a trend, I don't necessarily think you're influential to someone's like the makeup or the DNA of somebody. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yes. So Jay-Z, for all intents and purposes, I don't know why they attribute throwback jerseys to him. Because realistically, it, it, it wasn't him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The throwback jersey shit, it blew up and it was like Fab was like that guy behind that whole Mitchell yeah. and S movement. And <laughs> Philly niggas was on that They was way anyway. Like Bubonic and them was wearing throwbacks <laughs> yeah. and shit in all their videos. So I was like, I don't really understand that. The change clothes scully? Yeah, it's called the change clothes scully. It's a it's a scully with a brim. I don't know why y'all was wearing them. I never you know I never had one. I hated I had a couple of them Jones. I hated Jones. them Jones. I hate because I always I say, would turn mine to the side. The nigga Alton wore them on real world. And I hated them Jones. <laughs> Fucking Alton. I was like, I hate them Jones. And when Jay started wearing them, I was like, y'all dirty as shit. Why y'all wearing them stupid hats? Jay man? had niggas wearing big nasty ass button up show. <laughs> Joe, niggas is wearing 3X button-up show and they were they was a large. Like we, they could fit a large, but they wearing a 3X button-up. Just some boot cuts. The story I told on this uh podcast about Ross Marr and Ryan <laughs> yeah. beating the white boy up in front of Falloons, what made that story extra hilarious was that they all had on humongous rockerware button-ups. <laughs> 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 Big stinky ass but Yo the, the button up Used to have like A RW And then the sleeves Would be denim <laughs> Joe was crazy They had niggas wearing Some nasty bullshit Yo Niggas, them niggas had on humongous button ups and big ass state property jeans. Yo, I remember that shit. <laughs> Craziest shit ever. And it was like, yeah, no, nah, he was a, a trendsetter for like certain looks and certain things, right. like Biggie with the two Jesus pieces or the Versace glasses and the can the uh the Kangles and the Coogies. Yeah. You know, shit like that. You look at uh you know, Dr. Dre and then with the Dickies and the White Sox hats and shit like, you know, it's, you know, shit, the down south niggas with the humongous white tees and all like, it, it's always the shit tall like tees. Tall tees. <laughs> 7X tall. <laughs> with a little nigga. Like, nigga, you 111 pounds. Why right. are you wearing this? <laughs> I feel like as far as influential rappers, this might piss people off. I get it. I don't even got J Top 2. It's Wayne and Pac. I got Wayne and Kanye. Like, Kanye really spawned an entire fucking thing. Yeah. And, 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 like, I didn't, I never looked at Jay as, like, spawning people where it was, like, all these minions came behind yeah. and were within your vein of not necessarily how you rap, but how you talk, how you act, yeah. how you maneuver, what you wear, and that's what, what you, I never looked at, at, him like yeah. that. And that's what I was trying to explain to people. It's like, yo, influence goes beyond are they trying to rap like somebody? It goes down to the look. Niggas told me that the Migos don't fall under Wayne. I'm like, are y'all on drugs? Yeah, that's that doesn't make any sense. That, I said, these niggas look like Lil Wayne. Yeah. Like, like Offset legitimately looks, looks like, like Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Like, in every form or fashion of his life, he looks like Wayne. But yeah, but their music is different. Yeah, their music evolved. Y'all wasn't listening to fucking early Migos music. Y'all only know them from culture. Y'all know Migos from bad and bougie to now. Right. I know I know them from the beginning. Like Fight Night is a fucking is a is like a little Wayne record. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, certain s s shit Versace is a Wayne record. It's a Wayne record. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm like, just like, yo, it's like we Wayne Wayne is Kobe. They parallel each other so much because there's this whole weird like revisionist thing to yeah. like change what they did or like lessen their right. influence and I'm just like and then Kobe dies and everybody like yo you inspired me so much and <laughs> it's like, like y'all hated Kobe <laughs> like what yeah <laughs> crazy as shit but now I, I, if I had to pick like influential rappers I would probably do Wayne Kanye maybe even Biggie you know what I'm saying like maybe I, I don't know but and Jay's up there I'm not knocking and he's yeah, not Jay but top I, five easily but Wayne, I'm talking about there was a a moment where every single new rapper who came out, even the R&B niggas, like Jacquees and all, they all look like Wayne. Right. They all dress like him, act like him, talk like their movements are like his. Mm -hmm. This shit is crazy. So, and then like I look at Kanye, where it was like the polos and the backpacks, and then the 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 blazers and the loafers, and that that shit became like a thing, and it was yeah. just like. All right, yeah, this is kind of crazy, but it's where we at. And you look at Kanye to where, honestly, Kanye might go in front of Wayne for real, for real. Like oh, he might, because you might. look at what he did with the Yeezy brand and every, you know, it's like. And then you look at the art artistic influence of Drake and Cuddy and Trav and I, I was gonna say Travis Scott, fucking uh, what was the one that was on Touch the Sky, Lupe, Lupe. and all these different yeah. dudes. You know, he literally straight board. Common from like a dirty nigga joint to where Common dating Serena and you know all this crazy shit going. It's like, yeah, like yeah, he might go in front of Wayne for real. That, that, I, I feel that's like a, that's an argument. That's like, an argument. I feel like they're the argument. Jay and Wayne, as far as influence, that ain't an argument. No. Like it's nothing to talk about. Like like you look at Snoop. Snoop was massive, but I don't think Snoop had influence over the culture. No, you know what I mean. Like. Pac had more of an influence over the culture. Zillions of niggas. Niggas is tatted because of Pac. And it, like, he brought that to the game. Like Allen Iverson. Yeah. Like, you know, it's niggas who got the same tattoo as AI because yeah. AI had the... Lil Wayne has a MOB MO tat on his stomach because of Tupac. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit, like, certain shit just don't go unnoticed. And I'm not about to let y'all sit here and tell me that I don't know what the fuck I know because y'all don't know shit. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I, yeah, I... I feel like the argument, if anything, is probably Ye and, and Wayne. Now, older people, you know, it really is. It's only when you deal with somebody that's older because, yeah. you know, the generational gap because you're not at all even. You got kids. You got a son that's exactly. 19. <laughs> so you're not necessarily trying to grow dreads and look this way. Exactly. And you think it's stupid and all of this shit. Like, I literally saw people the other day, like, name your four favorite basketball players and. People that at our age is like, you know, Kobe, Braun, might have Jordan in there. Steph. Steph Curry, KDs. I started seeing those. But then I see, like, older niggas I follow, and I'm looking at their old nigga friends, and it's like, niggas is like. Dr. J. Dr. J, <laughs> magic. You know, and it's just, that's really what it, be, well, that's, that's what it boils down to. And I try to get people to just understand something. Like, we, not me. But people just in general have like a weird, nasty thing or complex almost to where it's like, if you don't agree with me, then there's something wrong with you. Right. Like you must you must be a weirdo. You must have not been through no traumatic situations in your life. You must have went to 
a good school or something. They, they always try. Because I, I had this situation pop off yeah, the other day yeah. where somebody says some stupid shit and I was just tweeting. I was like saying my shit. Somebody said some stupid shit and then that got like stupid shit comments and it was like, oh, Matt from Penrose. And it's like, you know, like my parents having jobs and like savings that's not a bad thing <laughs> you know that's not like people will make you almost feel like that's a, a minus in yeah. life and it's like ain't this what you working for ain't this what you grinding for no you sound dumb as shit it's like when meat goes on tracks and raps about his life and the struggles that he went through you know he's doing that so that poppy in 15 years can like start businesses and have right. equity in companies and you know it probably in 15 years shouldn't be like yeah i gotta walk with the stick and like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm out here holding it down yeah, yeah that shouldn't happen but people had this thing where it's like oh you ain't from where i'm from or you didn't go through what i went through then your opinion is almost not validated and it's like bro we understand the english language we have eyes we are objective thinkers. I, yeah. I can put a thought together better than most people. I, I never really get into talking shit about it. But, yeah, I can really, really process a thought well. So, objectively speaking, I can look at your point of view, understand what you're saying, and I can come with my, you know, dissertation almost about what the fuck I feel on these certain things. And I look at a lot of situations and it'd be like... Yeah, I don't really be even having a clue sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like that shit is, a, before we get out, that's a, a big problem, especially with Philly social media. I can't speak on the world because I ain't in the world. Right. But here, <laughs> I watch a lot of people not have an opinion until certain people say shit. Then they have an opinion, and that opinion goes in line. And I, I like dead as before, when a topic comes up or a situation comes up, I can almost know which way they going to go. Right. Dependent. I, I literally be saying it to myself. I don't even be tweeting. I just know. I know what she gonna say. I know what he gonna say. I know already. Ninety nine percent of the I know time, exactly what you I mean. be the fuck right. <laughs> and it be like, bro, like, why, why is it that, like, the, when they was doing the whole uh, shit about Pac about a couple weeks ago, when they was like, uh, Pac music bullshit and this and the third, and uh, do 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 y'all really think Pac got classic albums? That that was like a tweet that was going around. Yeah. And I. I was I saw who was commenting on it and what was said and I was like I know which way he going he going yeah. I know what he gonna say and it's just it's crazy to me because I'm like Machiavelli and all lies on me are fucking classic yeah. <laughs> I was like what are these <laughs> niggas talking about I'm like no me against the world is a classic for real for real and it's just so wild because like I said I saw Rob basically breaking down what to pimp a butterfly was as far as the pock shit and it made me really really think like to like an introspective place like. Yeah, like even when you listen, like how niggas a fake adore Nipsey Hustle now. Yeah. Let's just keep it a bean. Nipsey adored Pac. Yeah. When you, if you really not playing around, listen to Victory Lap, almost every song he mentions Pac on that joint. Yeah. He adored that nigga. So it's like you sound crazy to sit and be like, yeah, I love this, but don't like literally the two biggest things, honestly, the three biggest things to come out of LA. In the last generation are the game, Nipsey, and Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah. All three of these niggas adore this man and tell you that's the best nigga out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But because somebody over here that got, you know, fifteen hundred followers that you like, you like he was he was like, oh no, nah, I don't fuck with Pac. You like, yeah, man, Pac trash. <laughs> no. <laughs> this isn't realistic. Pac literally is the second best selling hip hop artist ever. Classic albums, everything you could possibly think of. 
It's so when somebody says, yeah, no, Pac's a great, that ain't got nothing to do with where they live or where they come from or none of that bullshit. It, it as a consensus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree. What with, we talking I, about? I don't agree with his street persona, but his music is is a whole separate item, and um, that's not. I, I I didn't know that that was up for debate. My thing is this: when it comes to that whole street persona shit, I get where people be at with it. I do. I totally understand where you be at with it. You know what I'm saying? My thing is this: rappers lie, right? Rappers have lied since the beginning. Rick Ross said he know Noriega. Rappers lie, right? All of these guys, you, you literally, I told you I saw the thing where it said 83% of federal convictions come from testimony or witness or informant or some shit like that. Yeah. 83% of federal convictions. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like even the motherfuckers that's really out here in this shit got some fucking weird shit going on at times. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, are we really about to hold Tupac to this higher fucking standard of shit because he was 24 and was moving funny and doing this and the third when we got moving funny happening all around all this shit. You don't, you understand the, the parallel I'm trying well, to like I make? Am because, I am because at, at, the problem with me and Tupac and his street No, antics, no, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about his music. Like, oh, how no, the no, fuck no, no, are no. we going to do that with Pac's yeah, music no, we can't, for the we can't, one... The, the, the it doesn't music, make any the music sense. Can't change. The, you can't diminish the music because he wasn't I'm even, not even saying that the shit Pac was doing was cool. What I'm saying yeah, is motherfuckers got bullshit the, everywhere. His, how the fuck do we take all eyes on me and be like, yeah, I'm not going to fuck with that because yeah, no, that no, no, doesn't no, no, make no, any no. fucking sense. He, he wasn't even overly throwing the street culture shit in his music like that. Really? Like, if you really, really listen... That the the tone of his music was never like some super street shit. Now he has moments, hit him up, but that was personal, right? You know what I'm saying? But the overall tone of his music is not like, oh, I'm the biggest blood and this and that. And that's I, not, me personally, that's not I, his music. I, I felt like almost like Pac was a reporter for where he was at. Like if you listen to like Troublesome '96, that shit makes a lot of sense if you think about somebody who's in Los Angeles during. The Rodney King, the OJ. Like, if you're yeah. there, it's like when Ice Cube did Black Korea. It it, it makes total yeah. sense for where he's at and the climate of people that he's around. Yeah. So that's how I kind of always just viewed it. Like, Pac was just talking his shit and you know, yeah. it, just making the music for, like, you listen to records like To Live and Die in L.A. Perfect record. It, like, it, oh. it, it, like, you know what I mean? I don't understand how people can literally be like, oh, well, he was from Baltimore and grew up over here, and then he was running around with them, and they wasn't even no bloods, and this, that, and the third, and be like, I don't fuck with Machiavelli because of that. And then be like, you, you, you know you, you, you're doing too much. <laughs> like, you're taking a long way home. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're literally like, taking a long way home. When you go on Apple Maps and be like, no toll. <laughs> like, that's how this shit is. It's like, how about just enjoy the music? Because if that was the case, you would have to do that with, Every rapper you 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 hear, no bullshit, because they all pretty much are 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 fibbing. Mm -hmm. At best, they're fibbing. At best, at worst, they just straight blatantly lying to you and completely full of shit. Like motherfuckers <laughs> literally tell you all the time about the bricks and the the the, the holdups and the this that and the third, and it'd be like, bro, you didn't have no chains till your second <laughs> album came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not even being funny, but yeah. that's just what it is. Like, you know. Jay-Z going on tour now is way different than Jay-Z going on tour in 97. Oh, bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, 
Yeah, we get it. Certain people sold drugs. Certain people was robbing. Certain people. DMX. I believe DMX. I believe he sleeps with a dog in a bed with no covers. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I 100% believe that shit. You know what I'm saying? But there are a lot of rappers where, like, Noriega say that shit all the time on his podcast. Like, yo, these niggas be lying. Nori, like, I meet these niggas, man. They be lying. Like, I got my no gun course. and my drugs on me. They be bullshit. They be like, oh, why you got guns and drugs on me? <laughs> like, this shit is the truth. But Nori, like, I rap about guns and drugs. Nigga, I got guns and drugs. Like, that's what I do. And it's like, yeah, if you was to do that, you would have to do that with every single yeah, artist. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So... I, I don't care if a rapper didn't do none of this shit that he's rapping about. If that shit dope... I can understand the the... Now, if you was a federal informant and you talk, that's different. <laughs> Way different. <laughs> I can understand the anger behind if a rapper, you know, was lying or if a rapper, because pe the problem is people don't be like really having dads or I'm not even being funny. Sorry, like people don't be having like adults in their lives to understand that the music business is the entertainment industry. Yeah. They really don't be understood. Like, like how you always be like, oh no, he lived his raps. People really will say that as like a big up. And it'd be like, yeah, you shouldn't be living these raps if you're trying to be a rapper. Exactly. You, you should can't be do focused both. on this. And that that's the problem with our culture for sure. Because Garth Brooks and Celine Dion. And Madonna and Lionel Richie, they don't got to go through this bullshit. Rappers is the only ones getting killed and beat up and punched in the face and yeah. pistol whipped and every fucking thing. Else. Ain't nobody pistol whipping Celine Dion. None. <laughs> None. Garth Brooks, did you see that shit that happened with him with the jersey? No. Did you see that shit by any chance, Taylor? He went to... Uh, who's running for, for, for president? Biden Bernie. The whole Bernie. There you go. Garth Brooks did a concert in Detroit last week. He wore a Barry Sanders jersey. Trump followers thought he that was him supporting Bernie. Bernie's. Bernie and and people on the post like, have y'all never watched Detroit Lions football? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> People was going crazy. But still, Garth Brooks ain't going to get pistol whipped or clapped or no right. crazy shit to die. I thought I was dying last week off of that. But it's like only our culture do you got to go through nonsense in order to prove you should have the you should have the honor almost of yeah. rapping or making music. And it, it's just it's just dumb. It's literally somebody the other day put on um Don't tell me the name. King Von. Have you ever heard this? Yeah. I didn't know this person existed. Yeah, he's Dirk's artist. And the song came on, and I'm like, this is the most violent shit I've heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Every bar was, I get the I, pop him on the block. <laughs> Just like, yo, what is this, man? And it's like, that's where music is now, especially for like the younger, the, yeah. like the super younger motherfuckers. It's the most violent, vile shit you could possibly think of. So it's like that's where they like have to live that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Even when you look at like Takashi, what he go like nine for nine on Billboard. He literally, like, in his goofy-ass mind had to do all this other shit. Yeah. And he was running with motherfuckers who was doing crazy-ass shit. And filming it. <laughs> and, but then you look and you like, damn, he was actually a good artist. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? You look at Shmurda. Shmurda and Rowdy really made 
computers yeah. and hot nigga. Those are two monster records. But they got all this shit going on. But if Schmurda went to creative and performing arts and Rowdy Rebel was a paper boy, could they make computers? Right. Could they make hot nigga? Would you respect it the same? Right. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like we can't have it both ways where it's like, oh, all this nut ass shit gotta stop. But then somebody make a song and it's like, oh, well, he didn't do X, Y, and Z. It's like, nigga, do you like the song or not? <laughs> like, nigga, do you like the song or not? Nigga, do you like the song or not? Like, if that, if you like the song, like the song, nigga. Yeah. And that's kind of where I be at when it come to Pac and Game and all these people that motherfuckers hate. Like, even Tiger, that's another one they like hate and go and dig up. Yo, that's past. my nigga, yo. And I be like, dog, Tiger made. Great records. I was at Attico the other night. They played like three Tiger records. I said, yo, I'm in the right spot. We was at Sandpan when you posted. I was getting ready to come over there. I was like, I ain't going to. You posted it like, yeah, I got, uh, I'm on my second, whatever the fuck you was drinking. And they, I've literally heard my seventh Tiger record. record. I'm in the right, <laughs> in the right spot. environment. If, yeah. if I'm somewhere and they playing heavy Tiger, I don't got to, I don't got to look over my shoulder. Nah. That's, that's a good vibe right there. Yeah. Like Tiger made Rack City, man. Like. Just let the man make Tiger good made records. Rack City. Tiger made Taste. Tiger made uh, Make It Dip with Nicki Minaj. Tiger got them bangers. I literally was playing games, uh, LAX album one day. My homie got in my car. I was like, you listen to this nigga? I'm like, I mean, it, this album was cool and shit. He was like, man, that nigga was on uh, Chance change, of Love. Change Your Heart. Change Your Heart, whatever the fuck the joint was. I was like, so what the fuck does that mean? Like the album sound good. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, but motherfuckers get way too into that way side too of deep it. Into when it's shit, yo, yeah. just you should be enjoying like like Puff. And that as much as I Puff get on my nerves and everything, all his antics, Puff said, Don't worry if I write rhymes. I write checks. I write checks. This shit gonna knock. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about who wrote it. You're doing too much. <laughs> Listen to this shit. I ain't mean to go off into another 20 minutes. But um, yeah, we uh we'll be back. We'll set up the G, the IG, IG live. live. Figure that out. Um, y'all done burnt IG live out, but <laughs> uh yeah, we'll figure it out. Set it up. Try For to sure. do it. Uh, you got anything? You don't got nothing going on. Uh, you know, my birthday was this weekend. Um, How was that? It was excellent. Had a great time. I, had I a, saw one of your videos. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like I screamed. Like I burst out laughing. <laughs> we can't talk about that. Yeah. But I, I, I fell out laughing. I mean, like I, I, I yelled because <laughs> the face was the funniest <laughs> shit on earth. That was hilarious. Yeah, my birthday was cool, man. I got a lot of great gifts, man. A lot of dope people in my life, man. You know, even with the with the current, uh, <laughs> uh, even with the current uh, downturn in the economy, apparently I have a lot of rich friends, man. People came through for me. So, um, happy happy uh, birthday to Ra too, y'all. Yeah, happy belated to my man, to to our guy Ra, friend to the show. Um. I was about to say, what are y'all? Uh, Aries. Yeah, because he posted the, uh, he got the Aries Kyrie's. Did you see them, Jones? No. The Nike dropped the exclusive pair of Kyrie's with the Aries shit all on them. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, that. he got them. Them Jones was fire. I was like, those are some of the best Kyrie's I think I've ever seen. Those and the uh, Bruce Lee Jones. Yeah. Yeah, they look real good. But he posted them the other day on his birthday. I was like, yeah, them shits is hot. But, uh, yeah, I, we out. I ain't got nothing else to say. Yeah, that's pretty much that's it, it, man. Uh, we gave we'll y'all an extra 25 minutes. Yeah, we'll be back to talk our done. shit next week, hopefully. You know, if they don't shut the, the planet down, we'll hopefully be back. <laughs> uh, we out. Taylor, cut it. All right. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. 
or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.